Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you're like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I that's am right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, <laughs> we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we talk about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Jurassic Price, (laughs) and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. (laughs) And of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Beer, also, okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast.
Hello, true believers, and welcome to another edition of Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. Macho, macho, Alan. I want to be a macho, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to stay at the Chewy, that's me. It's fun to stay at the Chewy, that's me. Young man, there's no need to feel down, because I'm Ian. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were doing different songs. <laughs> well, I, was like, I don't know more than two, visi- two village village song. people's Pick songs. Something from his song. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan. <laughs> there you go. All right, Ryan's the Ryan's. I'm the, the I'm the one wearing the construction outfit. Should we? Can we? Can we? Can we just shotgun like, cowboy? Okay, that means okay. That's fine. I'll be biker, and then Chewy can be Native American. Wait, who's <laughs> sailor? I thought Chewy was gonna be sailor. No, there's there's so many. Chewy, uh, would you I rather mean, be wear, wear authentic Native American headdress? I like authentic Native American headdress. All right, sweet. All right. I'm down. <laughs> so you, the listener, are the sailor. <laughs> 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 On the ship, we call comic books. <laughs> so welcome to Four Color Commentary. Meta, if this man. is uh, your first time with us, hello and welcome. Uh, and if you're returning uh, Four Color Cadet, we salute you and uh, ask that you continue driving safely. Uh, don't drink and drive, kids. Um, so uh, if this is your first time with us, hello, hello, hello. Uh, we'll kind of give you a breakdown of who we are in the show in just a moment. Before we get to that, we want to let you guys know some ways you can reach out to us, some ways you can get in contact with us if you uh, want to, and tell us you know you like the show, or give us some ideas, or feedback, or anything. We love hearing from our fans. So, uh, first way you can do that is by going to our website, 4 colorpodcast.com it's a tumblr blog so you can follow us on there get updates when new episodes come out as well as ryan it likes to also put up some um looks to put up artwork from the different books that we read yes um so that's thing number one uh thing number two you can do is uh follow us on social media uh such as uh twitter we are on twitter at four color pod on twitter for uh the whole show if you like to tweet at us for anything uh but if you want to tweet at us individually maybe you want to tell alan a secret i don't know why you would but maybe you want to tell you want to know a secret (laughs) You I like know it? I secret it. Hey, Alan, it's you, so good. You like the juice? You like the juice? I get you juice. You want juice? I get you juice. <laughs> um, so you can uh, reach out to any of us individually. We'll go around the circle. Alan, how can people get uh, out to you on the Twitter? Uh, the Twitters, I am at Marginally Talented. M-R-G-N-L-Y Talented. Chewy? For Chewy, it's at Chupacabra. C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. For me, Ian, it's at Irich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. Ryan? I'm on Twitter, too. Ryan Roop. R-Y-A-N-R-U-P. You can also reach out to us, of course, uh, via Instagram. We do have an Instagram account, at 4 Pod. Alan also posts his artwork on Instagram under that same uh, username there, so you can yep, look at that there thing. if you'd like to check out his artwork. Uh, you can also... Wow. Ian plugged my artwork, you yeah. guys. I may have... I, I have some news from them from Back Matter. Oh, no, don't um, do that. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Uh, so, uh, you'll see. Uh, so... You can do that as well. Uh, you can also uh, reach out to us via Facebook. We do a Facebook page. And if you'd like, you can also email us. Uh, fourcolorpodcast.gmail.com uh, is our email address. Fourcolorpodcast.gmail.com. And finally, you can check out not only our show, but our, all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Uh, we do have a link there to iTunes. So you can subscribe to not only our show, but all other shows of the, of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Leave reviews for those shows. We do like seeing that. As mm-hmm. well as uh, there's a contact form that's really easy to fill out. So you can fill out contact form and 
And uh, it's really easy. Don't have to worry about sending an email or sharing your email. If you're private like that, no worries. We got you. Feel free to fill out that form and send us an email. Shoot us uh, shoot us a line. Uh, so before we start the show, uh, we'd like to treat this like Marvel Comics treats its comics, where this could be somebody's very first episode. So like, like Stan always said, this could be somebody's first issue. And we do the same thing here. So we'd like to introduce you to who we are, a little about our backstories, and then kind of give you a rundown of how the show works before we get into it. So... Alan, alphabetically, we always go first, so I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic over to you. I like to pretend we all record with one. Yeah, I feel like... you go. No, uh, so Alan... Wouldn't that be really confusing when we all end up talking at the same time, (laughs) and then somebody thinks that we have one microphone and goes, what is happening? Our faces are just really close together. (laughs) Basically, like all our beards get tangled by the end of the episode. So, Alan, uh, who are you, and why? (laughs) (laughs) I can't not laugh at it. Alan. Who do you think you are? What gives you the right? <laughs> what gives you the right? <laughs> I'm Toby. Um, uh, Alan, okay. who are you? <laughs> Tell the boys and girls at home. I can't. I'm laughing. Uh, my name is Alan, and I like uh, things like comics. Um, I uh, really like art, uh, panel layout, that kind of thing is really my forte. And my uh, niche would be web comics and uh, manga. I brought a web comic today, you guys. Wee! Um, and I kind of rotate them in among other comics as well. Uh, but generally, I am a little more critical than my uh, my co-hosts on a lot of things. True story. I feel like I just have to be the B-sides. Somebody does. So, that's me. Uh, Chewy, that's me. That's who I am. I tend to like books that may be a little bit darker, sometimes rated M for mature if it's a video <laughs> game, rated R if it's a movie, or if it's, uh, if it's a comic book, I'm going to say, that's metal. Hey everybody, my name's Ian. Uh, I tend to read a lot more superhero comics. I've loved superheroes since I was a kid, and that kind of love never went away. Some kids get over it. I did not. Um, but I also am a fan of anything with a good story. So even if the art may be a subpar, if you have a strong story and a good narrative, I'm more than likely uh, willing to recommend your book. And I try to find something I like in every book that I read. I'm the opposite of Alan. I'm the positive <laughs> glass half full man. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I like comics as art and comics as literature. Woo! Woo! Sad the line. Uh, I like science fiction books and I like um, sort of weird art styles and when people try to do different things and, and I like my comics to be dug up from the underground like zombies. Much Sweet. like your rap. But not metal. <laughs> like Yeah, like my rap. You like, you like the underground. <laughs> like my rap. rap. I like my comics to be underground. <laughs> so um, Wearing so, a backpack. So that is the four of us. Uh, so now you kind of get an idea of who you're going to be spending your time with. Now there's four sections of our show, four uh, chambers of doom we have to get through until we can reemerge into the sun of victorious and wonderful and happy. So part number one of our show we have is called uh, Here's My Issue, where each of us bring an individual comic book issue that we like. We all trade them around and say, hey, you read this one, and then we all read them, and then we get together and talk about them, talk about stuff we like, maybe some stuff we didn't think was so hot, but we share our opinions on the books we each brought. Part number two of the show is called First Prince. We read a classic comic run, a classic graphic novel, sometimes even an individual issue, a one-shot, or maybe just part of a, a really important issue of a comic. Think of it kind of like um, it's kind of like a, like, a, like a required literature reading. So we, we recommend stuff that we think is is good for you to read if you're brand new to comics, or maybe you're just getting back into comics. There's some new books we recommend. Uh, so something really important to uh, check out, especially if you're brand new to comics. First Prince is the section for you. Uh, part three of the show we have is the four color character compendium, where we talk about comic book characters, super villains, superheroes too. Uh, we talk about teams and organizations like Shield, which we've still never done. Sometimes we talk about creators. <laughs> we'll do it one day. Uh, we'll 
we'll, we'll talk about creators, writers, artists, anybody who's important for uh, for comics, to comics, whether it be a character or a real life person. Uh, it's kind of like a uh, comic book history lesson. That's a good way to put it. And finally, like any good comic, we end on Back Matter, where we talk about uh, comic book news. We read from our four-color mailbag, which sadly, boys, I'm just going to tell you, we don't have anything in the four-color mailbag this week. It's been a dry week. It's been a slow week in, the, in, in comics, but uh, we a have a spell. We'll get about. out of it. We'll get out of it. Yeah. Um, Put on some cologne. It know. gives us a chance to just kind of talk about all the stuff that doesn't fit in the other parts of our show, just like the end of a comic. It's like a letters page. I don't know how to pick up girls so stuff. it falls apart. And that's where we end our show. So those are the four sections of the show. That's the four of us. And now we begin. Uh, so who drew the short straw this time? Uh, Alan, I believe it is you. Was it really? It was you. I, I was believe. joking the last time how I never go first anymore. Alan, you get to go first. Now you go first. Now you Every go first. Time. Every time. All the time. What did you bring? So what did you You said you brought a web, it's web comic time. Right? It's web comic time. Yay! Yay! What's the web comic you brought Sorry, this time? I was actually excited. <laughs> so uh, I brought a web comic uh, that is relatively new, actually. We're reading it from number one. It's the first time we've read like a web comic where the number one is not from like five years ago. Um, it actually is about uh, two to three years old at this point. Uh, the creator, Katie Rice. Uh, was on that, once again, awesome show on, that's still on the web that you can watch for free from PennyArcade.com called Strip Search. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you uh, like web comics at all, it's really fun. Uh, that being said, she has a really cool art style, and she wrote a comic called Camp We Don't Want Ya. Now, We Don't Want Ya is all one big long word, but if you break it down, it says We Don't Want You, essentially. Oh, is what I it get means. it. That's oh, clever. It is a camp where people drop off their kids, and they live there forever with no adult supervision. I know that camp. <laughs> I, was, I lived there for It's a called while. being an adult. Yeah, I was going to say, it's <laughs> called adulthood. <laughs> it's called... That's, so what, it's that's all, what graduating high school is. And they give you that piece of paper, they're like, here's our thing that... Here's a what, certificate of adulthood. Wash your hands. Get out. Get out. <laughs> um, and so it's uh, the main character, Malachi, is uh, a kid at this summer camp where inexplicably nobody knows how they got there, but nobody knows how to get out. And it's just sort of slice of life, but it does have some carryover stories from time a, to time. I wonder if she's a Stephen King fan. <laughs> Malachi is a character in Children of the Corn. I don't. I think it's just an interesting. Wow, good, good choice. Nice name choice. Anyway, so what do you guys think? Uh, I thought it was very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really it's great because each individual page we read them in and in, in the, they they come out in pages like this right she does like a page at a time yeah, yeah exactly so it, the, some of them carry over some of them are just like one shot one page jokes which are really good um, I thought it was very very I thought the writing was very very funny it's very weird and bizarre and kind of like. Almost reminds me of like a like a something in, on par with like an Adventure Time, but maybe a little bit more, maybe literally a little more Ren and Stimpy some points because there's a lot yeah. of like yeah. poop it does, jokes. It does and, have a bit of a John K sort of. Hey, I'm, like and flair. I'm okay it with does, that. Yeah. I like Ren and Stimpy. I know that's probably my parents were bad parents. They not only <laughs> let me watch it, but they would watch it with me. Single child. There we go. Nice. Yeah, there you go. You know what? You just inspired me. I'm a, I'm a really quick Charlie. If you're listening. Kylo Ren and Stimpy. Oh, all right. Charlie, Kylo Ren and, and Stimpy. Stimpy How is that not already that. done? I, I feel don't like my know. Tumblr, Tumblr oh, should be full of that. Because everybody's, everybody's too busy doing the, the Calvin Hobbes. Yeah, Kylo Ren and Stimpy. I want okay. that. Anyway, back to this book. <laughs> right. um, I, I, I thought it was uh, pretty interesting, dude. I, um, You know, at first you might think, like, oh, this isn't a metal book. It's totally metal. Like, it's just <laughs> a camp full of abandoned children who have to right? play Lord of the Flies. You know, it, 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 and like children, it's just, it, they're all by themselves. Right. They're just, you know, it, it's, there's no rules. It's like, 
It's like Outback like Steakhouse. <laughs> it's like Mad Max. This podcast brought to you by Outback Steakhouse. Um, the art. <laughs> Not really. The art was reminiscent to me of uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Children. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Imaginary, fr- imaginary Children. <laughs> <laughs> that's Did you like, spoil the book, Chew? I, I don't want to go too off topic, but that's like in high school. Like, will you help invisible children? I'm like, they have a superpowers. That's awesome. Wait a minute. Shouldn't oh, they wait be helping me? Yeah. Why can't they get me like free candy? Um, they're small and they have superpowers. Uh, yeah, but I totally see that. I didn't even think about that until just now. Yeah, it absolutely looks like Foster's. Uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Great show about that. <laughs> Children. Uh, show's on Netflix, isn't it? I believe so. It might be. I know it's on Hulu. The Cartoon Network. All of Cartoon Network and Dude, Nickelodeon stuff is on, on Hulu. Now. It's on great. the first page, there's a kid who's on fire running around in the in in the fifth panel. You know, it's funny that you guys mentioned John Kay and Ren and Simpy because uh, I did a very little bit amount of research, but I, I heard of Katie Rice a long time ago. You know what she used to do before she was an independent comics creator? Storyboarding. She was an animator at oh. Spumco. Hey, the company that John Kay started. Oh, there you go. So it reminds me, it's yeah. very reminiscent of. She, she there's also this panel. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't yeah, know. That. Yeah, crazy. Seventeen. Who's like that's a great panel where 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 he where she feeds him mushrooms and doesn't feel better. Um, yeah. I, I really also enjoy this one. This one panel just made me laugh though. It's when they're out in nature. Come on, Malachi. We'll show you how great it is here. See, it's nice. We're surrounded by beautiful nature. I guess it's a little scary, and it's just this giant mount, like mountain lion <laughs> yeah, overlooking, which is my fear whenever I go on any nature trail. I'm like, there's just a mountain lion watching me from somewhere. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's or a bear. Oh, by the way, okay. <laughs> So, cat so popping Chewy, up out of the corner. Chewie's got that page popped up, and it's so instead of like a supply crate with stuff, it was a supply Luke, crate full of cats. Yeah. So yeah, Feral they'll cats. occasionally get these crates delivered, right? Right, and so that's how they get food and stuff. Although um, they mostly yeah. eat leaves. Yeah, that only said, yellow or brown, not the green. Not every the green. page after that, I'm after that page, dirt. has a cat on it. Oh, does it? Every single one somewhere. Oh, wow. Okay, and it, and it continues. And sometimes, like in the beginning, it was a little more obvious. Like, hey, there's a cat here. But as you go on and you read the rest of the... Uh, like, I'm going to start looking I'm now. pretty sure this page does not have a cat on it. I'm pretty oh, sure it snap. does. Some of them, like, it's a shadow in the background that looks like a tree, but it's actually a cat, like, uh, type I'm, stuff. I'm looking. Like, oh, there's definitely a cat on this Which page. Which page? Which page, uh, Chewy? Show me. Show me the page you're looking at. I'll find it for you. Page. So why do you guys do that? Uh, I thought Seven. I really like it because the the sort oh, no, of... It's there. The, the kid's camp thing is... is like, I feel like <laughs> I've read a, <laughs> I feel like I've read a million comics that yeah. that start at like oh it's a bunch of kids in summer camp or like it makes you think of like salute your shorts or uh, hey dude or well even like lumberjanes kind of started out yeah like that even too. lumberjanes like that but it's this is definitely like this definitely goes off in the Stephen King like, <laughs> yeah. like oh it's this is weird. this is this is Lord of the Flies so she had another web comic which I might bring I guess it's uh, before this it was called Scotty uh-huh. and it was basically a like Viking woman who didn't wear a whole lot of clothes and was like if you think this is very Ren and Stimpy esque Scotty is super Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. like a lot of blood and a lot of weird jokes this yeah. one has a deer jumping over Malachi's head and just a stream of deer poo <laughs> well, <laughs> and like let's, let's be fair it's part of an arc where Malachi yeah, hasn't pooped in weeks. <laughs> and then he, he, he gets I, and then he's I freaking like, out about it. I like yeah. the fact that they reference and they address a very real topic, which is poop anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like in in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Just like I know about you guys. Out in the open where mountain lions can eat you. Does a bear poop in the woods? Yeah. I know about you guys. When I go on vacation, I just, I got I to hold it in. I can't do it. <laughs> the whole time? Oh, really? The whole no time. way. I just, it just shuts off. I don't what? know. Yeah. If I don't poop, weird. I, I know this no, is going to get into Stephen oh, Bing's territory, but if I don't, I don't know poop once do a day, that's not good for you. Hey, wait, have me on the show. I'll talk about it. <laughs> You're more than welcome anytime. You're 
Anyway, um, I really like your color. I. I, I, I like this one too. Really enjoyed the the story. Yeah, the I, I feel like twins. I just lost hey, so many listeners. We're not weird. No, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed the story, dude. It read like really fast. I really loved the uh, the 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 illustration in it too. Like, yeah, the art is is, you got it me is on cute, so and cartoony, good. and it's it's fun. It's funny. It's it's yeah. This is I think a really yeah. good like example of what web comics like. This is web comics as they've grown up. Since like 2000, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Um, where it's a slice of life, it's, it's a gag of day, yeah. but at the same time, this kind of has some overarching elements. It's taking full use of uh, you know digital uh, digital art, although not completely. Yeah. Um, and it like every page is just funny. It's just good. It's you, solid. Do you know what I? I just I told you guys last time. I like to try to come up with like taglines for what I how you could pitch us in an elevator. I just figured it out. It's Lost meets Ren and Stimpy. It's <laughs> literally what it is. It's Lost meets Ren and Stimpy because there's some kind of weird stuff. Yeah, but there's like there's like a, a hint of regular show, a smattering yeah. of Adventure Time. Yeah, it's like very it's all it's those great shows put together. And yeah, I, I really really enjoyed it. It it made me it made me laugh out loud. It's pretty times. good. Yeah. Oh god, it just, and some of it's just like. What I love is that it's gross. A lot of it's gross potty humor. Like there's little yeah. this kid who's like sneezing and barfing oh, yeah. and farting in the water, and then Mal- and then Malachi comes and he's like, "Ah, how refreshing this water!" Is. Hey, did you guys oh, ever want to know what I was like in high school? Sure. Were you that quiet kid? Yeah, that's you. <laughs> that was nice. me with the hair with too. The quiet kid yeah. with the, the yeah. crazy hair that's and the hoodie. Obvious. You know what's yeah. great about this too is it's free. It's like free. literally, Yay. it's a webcomic. You can even go online and just Where's... read it. So, Alan, where can people check? Uh, I don't mean to wrap you up on no, that. No, I got you. But where, but when can be, where can people check this out for free? For uh, free ninety nine. Oh yeah, that <laughs> one's great too with the frog. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like the get that apple off your head or I will shoot you. Yeah, it's like, it looks like it looks like he's gonna shoot the apple off his head, but he's like, listen to me, take it off your Man, head or I, I will shoot, shoot you. you. <laughs> uh, you can actually Dude, just. It's also where the kids yeah. telling the story, but it's like my dad gave me this whistle, and you go through the story. And he, no, his dad just <laughs> disowned him and yeah. hated him. And for, he stole the whistle around his neck. Yeah, but he, and, and just like, everything, it's like, it's like my dad gave it to me and told me that I should like be a leader here. But no, it was just, it was his Sorry, dad kid. pushing him out of the car and he just happened to grasp at it. And that's heartbreaking. It dude. is a little bit. That's, you know, like parent neglect is pretty metal. Stark, man. It is. It's, it's true. Metal. Um, so, Alan, where can people check this comic out? Uh, you can actually go to campcomic.com or pennyarcade.com, and then there's a link to it in the top. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, check it out. It's very, very funny. It's really, really good. I, I, yeah. Um, so, who is next uh, this evening? I believe Chewy, is well, it you? Yeah, we stay in the woods, but stay it's in a the very woods. different type of woods. <laughs> That's true. Um, they are blood-filled you, woods. You know, in this book... They are the blood woods. While metal, I would say, I, I think is going to kind of touch on a couple of timely subjects here. Um, it, it's, you know, it's coming up on Valentine's Day. And, you know, this this man, he, he there's a lot of love in this book. He loves his son. Parental, you know, I, I would do anything for my son sort of thing. Um, this book is called Curse. Um, it... <laughs> It actually is written by uh, Michael Morecci and Tim Daniel, and art by, surprise, surprise, Riley Rosmo and Colin Lorimer. Uh, this is out from Boom Studios. It's a number one, and it's about a curse of sorts uh, that occurs in the woods. Someday you're going to run out of Rosmo books. So I'm just I feel gonna, like that's true. I, I'm just going to think yeah. Riley Rosmo's like, well, no, I hope not, because... I'm not, like, not like going like to bury the lead. <laughs> Chewy, this is the first time that if I can recall, like... 
maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Correct me. You've brought a lot of metal stuff. You've brought stuff where there's blood and guts. You've yeah. brought monster books, with vampires yeah. and stuff, and zombies. This is the first time you've brought a werewolf book, like a lichen. I don't remember mm-hmm. seeing like a lichen book before that I can recall. Like an out out now uh werewolf book yeah or something that i mean not that i can remember that was like straight up oh werewolf like and that's the problem it's yeah. not like werewolf so, and so something have you brought a mummy book not yet have, uh, you, brought, have you brought a frankenstein book <laughs> have you brought a book that involves reanimation of a dead corpse yes he, through science? Yes, he has through yeah. science walking dead well that, no through science through uh, like a mad yeah, scientist uh, we're not gonna argue uh, the logics of uh, let's talk about the book um i this book Saying, is Chewie, you're, you're getting you're getting through the Universal Monsters. You are. You're Who getting there. That I won't. You need to eventually <laughs> get a, get the man from the Black Lagoon or the creature from the Black Lagoon. The man. <laughs> we got Hi, the invisible I'm Steve. Man. I live at the ma- I live at the Black Lagoon. We did do the. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we did do the Invisible Man at some point. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you all your scales? Oh no, that's that's, that's not the, me. I'm that's the, the man. creature. That's I'm the, the man. creature. I'm the man. What if he's my neighbor? What if it's just two dudes that like hyphenate neighbors like, in the Black Lagoon? They're roommates and on like their tag, they're like it the just odd says couple. Fish slash man. One is a man, the other is a monster. They don't get along. <laughs> Who left this water on the floor? <laughs> what's his What's his catchphrase? What are the monsters' catchphrase? <laughs> I, I don't, don't think that the creature from the Black Lagoon. No, he runs. would. He would have. So say that again. You're the man. <laughs> Who left this water on the floor? Oh, I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, uh, get it. This show sucks already. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want to stop playing. I still want to stop listening to this show right now. <laughs> Roommates of the Black Lagoon will be back on ABC. <laughs> TGI. It would be on hey, ABC if, <laughs> if Melissa and Joey can get greenlit, I'm sure that show if can. If Fuller Ooh. House can get greenlit That's on, only on Netflix. Netflix. doesn't count. I believe yes, nostalgia culture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a blog. I'm going to anyway, write about nostalgia Anyway, your book. <laughs> Let's talk about werewolves. Hey, there's a werewolf here. Uh, this book it's, is bloody as all heck. There is there is gore and guts and people being maimed. It is not for the kids. Can there's, we talk there's about a deer ripped to hell on this yeah. page? Can it's we true. talk about the H-E fact double that hockey sticks? We fought, we see in the very beginning of the book, he's got this guy in his basement and he's chained him to the wall by putting steel you know rods into him and then surrounding him with bear traps yes. as he starts to pour gasoline around him. Instantly, I thought it was uh, like, okay, this is a serial killer. That's book. what I thought. That was my first thought. And I was yeah. like, where is this going? Where's then this the going? next page says before. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like we're going to eventually get to what's oh, for happening sure. now, at the here's, beginning of the book. Here's my thing about this. Yes, Maybe that guy. I did not see the werewolf thing coming. Maybe that guy. Neither did I. Yeah, I think that's the I'm idea. thinking <laughs> it's the werewolf, but here's the problem I have with that. Does he not know that silver bullets kill werewolves? Maybe in this continuity they don't. That maybe, doesn't make sense. Maybe he doesn't there's a lot kill of times that, Maybe he just wants him to suffer. Yeah, and there's a lot of times, too, that like in certain... I don't mean to go into monster continuity. It's probably more Chewie's forte. But there's a lot <laughs> of times where continuity. like different vampire movies have different rules. Sometimes the silver That's bullets true. hurt them, like in Blade. Sometimes they don't. That's true. And we lost, we watched a lot of vampire movies. We Those watched a lot vampires. of vampire movies at Super Listen, Action Bros. So I tell you what, sometimes I'll tell you what. the vampires are played by Michael Madsen and he just doesn't care. He's not a vampire. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He was a vampire He was a vampire hunter, hunter and he didn't care either. <laughs> see, that movie's so bad. We don't know sometimes what the there's monster- <laughs> full-on adult scenes in movies. We don't see Blood Rain. Don't see Blood Rain. We don't know what the monster cannon here is yet. Okay? That's true. Yeah. Um, monster but, cannon. I mean, the other, the other thing, just, does, it shoot, that, does it shoot? Monsters? Does it shoot the monsters or does it just shoot out monsters? That's for you to decide. America, the vote is up to you. Rock so your book here, Monster, monster Cannon. Hashtag Monster Cannon. <laughs> That's a great name for a book. With one monster in or cannon. two. 
um, but yeah, we, we don't quite know yet here, you know, and that might be something. That I, is honestly, if I were him, the first thing I'd be is or, like, silver I mean, bullet. Go. how do you get silver bullets? Uh, buy something silver and melt it. Okay, go ahead and do that. Does it <laughs> Let me know where's your Where's your crucible? Wait, wait, here's a question. Where's Does your blowtorch? You where's your bullet to, form? Listen to me for a okay. second. Does it have to be a bullet? Like, can it just be a silver? I mean, you can stab him with a silver fork, right? I don't know. I, I don't I mean, know what silver, it is about the projectile. I've, I've never had to fight of a werewolf alan this sounds like our new podcast monster cat <laughs> well we do is argue about how it to kill a monsters monster it's like five episodes so, long in any case so yeah so then it jumps to before oh my definitely. god copyright by the way copyright monster cast if it's not taken also copyright our cover our so, parody cover of monster mash <laughs> so it goes back to before and then you get, to, you get to meet song. you get to meet the family here and all that and then you see what ensues so go talk um, I, uh, I like the way the werewolf is portrayed in this. I like that or it's the a giant wolf man. Well, but you normally you see wolf men at this one. It, it seems like a, oh, this can sound so silly, but now it's gonna make fun of me. It seems like the perfect cross between wolf and man. Most times <laughs> when you see wolf men, they're like mostly wolf. Like their legs are all angular and they, Check. this one, eh, no, so this, this, when he no, turns no, into a werewolf, no, no, no. Let this guy talk. turns into a big hairy dude. Let him talk. I want to see teeth. how different this werewolf is. Continue, Ian. He also <laughs> is white, which most werewolves are t- tend to be brown. No, nope, definitely my, white. Keep going. Uh, no, most werewolves tend to be brown. This one is white. Uh, it's white because it's a black and white page. Continue, though. No, it's not. Continue. I'm <laughs> angular, white, go. Anyway, uh, that's all I'm going to have to say about werewolves because I, I know our horror movie I'll, expert, I'll, Alan, over here, wait, let me, loves werewolves. So, let me, Alan, why don't you tell us all let me defend. <laughs> let me defend Ian for a second. This guy looks more, the werewolf in this book looks more like Sabretooth, the, the villain from X-Men. Yes. Than he does like. I was Thank waiting you. for you like guys. A, Thank like, you. Like. Uh, Benicio del Toro in, in yeah. the Wolfman. <laughs> the, I was dog, waiting for you. the dog man was wearing a shirt. I was waiting for you guys to have a break in your conversation so I can make that observation. But Ryan, that's you. that's perfect. Okay, that's that's a better. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. He looks okay. more like a man. He doesn't than he look does like an American wolf. werewolf in London. He no. looks like Sabretooth. He looks know. like werewolves a man. Wolf. All look the same to me. Is that racist? A wolf man. <laughs> um, is 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 wolf a race? It's an animal race. I don't know. Um, so, what putting like a, aside, what if he's like a wolf tar. <laughs> I like how we're. I'm sorry, Chu. Your time's getting eaten up by the scary talk. Fine. Sorry, we're being goofy. Um, <laughs> oh, wolf tar. <laughs> um, don't Google that. All right, just 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 believe me. Just doing it. Now the rest of a wolf. Okay, putting aside monster cannon and the bone structure of uh, Trans- um, uh, transmorphic wolfmen. Yeah, putting that aside for now. What's the story? I want to hear you guys' story, art, stuff. I mean, to be yeah. honest, Chewie, kind of what we're talking about is my favorite thing about this book. Oh, okay. It's just that like the rest of it is pretty by the numbers, like set up for mm-hmm. like a horror movie. I mean, you have a, a dad who has a sick son. And some family issues. His wife is gone. Um, I mean, there's a mystery in the woods. It's not really anything to write home about. Yeah, as far you have as the classic setup of a of, of a of a single dad who has a son who's dying of cancer, so he goes out to kill a werewolf. I don't well, okay, think that's, that's the case. That part less classic, but the there's something strange in the woods. It keeps killing stuff. It's true. There's something strange. That one's, that one's kind of in the woods. We and he's killing stuff. Loving fathers. So you're a father, <laughs> Ryan. Well, all right. Wait, right. okay, let's, Chewie, to your point, let's back up. So the kid has cancer? 
Well, he's bald, so that's sort of the assumption. Leukemia could be whatever. It's some sort of. Why does he? He's sick. He's bald, and he is like, I'm. I'm, I tried staying awake, Dad, and I fell asleep. Um. So Ryan, I mean, you're you're a father, Ryan. That's that's (laughs) would you go out hunting a werewolf? In fact, (laughs) now I'm a father of three. Do you know? I was was going to say it until Mac Matter, but Ryan is now father of three. A new father we love. There is new Babby. Um, so like, I don't know, like that stuff, how does that part of the story like sit with you? Like, is it too like heavy or is it like, I totally see where this guy is going or he's crazy or like kind of what, what, what's your opinion on that from the fatherly standpoint? I was not super clear, like why he was going monster hunting. I, my assumption is he's going cause he needs the money and yeah. there's a bounty on this mm-hmm. werewolf. Which I'm really curious to see like how that would be written out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the beast, well, mysterious, were... mysterious animal. Yeah, I mean, if there was like kill a ba- if, if there was a bear killing people in the woods, they'd be like, "Hey, there's a bear out there trying to kill people. Look out for it. We think it's about this big." There's this a tall. reward if you if you kill it and sure. bring us its head. Yeah, sure. I love this panel. <laughs> it's just him like yelling at the sky, but yeah. if you just look at the panel, it looks like. Wow, but true. I don't. I don't know. I, <laughs> look I feel how, like look how deep he's going into that. I feel like if you're if you're the sole caretaker of a of a a child who's dying, then maybe like don't monster hunting in the middle of the night is. Hey is, man, you need to pay the bills. Not like that. Well, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I don't know. I would there much are a lot rather, of things that you can do. I would much that don't rather involve hunt you monsters. potentially dying. I would much rather hunt monsters than work like three minimum wage jobs. Well, sure, but but in real life. Monster hunting isn't an option, which is why we all are in the position we're in. You say that, but Chu and I would like to beg, like beg the opposite. <laughs> you like to beg? That's you like you to beg the opposite. That's what you're doing now. <laughs> okay, uh, Alan, you can go bear hunting. <laughs> are we not going to go look for like skunk ape plus, or whatever? Well, plus, yeah, but that's. Alan, do you believe in the skunk ape? What? Do you believe in the great Mothman? Obviously, honestly, I find the Mothman. I do not believe in any cryptids other than lake monsters. That's the only ones that I like. That's true. Yeah, all you, high all, five, Alan. all you Sasquatch ones are freaks. Uh, <laughs> I, I think bipedal apes are, are probably. Right, anyway, anyway, I've um, met some. Uh, Ian, uh, any there's one sitting to my left. Before we talk about maybe art or something. Uh, no, I, I like the story. To be honest with you, it was I was a little mm. unsure-footed on like That's how weird. this was gonna go, it's and awful. there was a lot of dialogue right in the center of the book that mm. I was kind of like. Okay, this is it a horror? I wasn't kind of mm. sure where this book was gonna go yeah. until I saw the Wolfman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's like a it's like a horror book sort yeah. of. Okay, like I, I I wasn't sure if it was like Alan said. Like we thought it was a serial killer book, and then he's got a sick kid. I'm like, mm. oh, he's talking to this woman about, and like I'm I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So it's a little bumpy there but towards the end once it become once i become clear it becomes clear on what it is and we we get oh it's a werewolf book um i I liked it a lot more honestly that last little page of him the last little few pages of him hunting is probably my favorite part of the book just because i like i like a lot of the showing i like a lot of the action i think it's it's fast pace and it's 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 i feel like those last shot well but few pages of the hunting are like where we get the actual book like it's one of those like here here are all the things you need to know yeah and yeah. and now let's go. It's yeah, really yeah. weird for a book that like wants to throw you into the action and like entice you with that. It gets real slow around the middle mm-hmm. and then picks up again around the end. And I just feel like that's doing the opposite of what you set out to do in the first five pages. Well, and and one of the things that that bums me out a little bit is that like, I mean, and maybe it's just me, but we like we know based on the beginning of the book 
Yeah. That this guy doesn't die, A, mm-hmm. and B, catches the werewolf. Yeah. 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 And we don't know what's going to happen after that. So maybe, I mean, and maybe that's resolved in the first two pages of the next issue. I, I think maybe, but I, but I, but I feel like I feel like that like the peril of like him in the woods hunting this horrible monster like is a lot lessened because we know, well, we know he's going to make it. I, I think I think and, it's, I think it's that the idea. I think what they were trying to do is to be like, why does this guy have this guy tied up? Like, what's going on? It's like what Alan I thought. Yeah, was no, a no, serial no, killer right. thing, and yeah. then you realize, oh, this guy's a werewolf. Like, this is bad. Well, and that's one of the cool things about comics because then you can get to that point where you see the werewolf and you're like. Oh, that guy looks familiar. Yeah. Flip, flip, flip. Oh, oh, oh. I think the idea that they wanted to try to do that sort of idea, which is which is which is cool. I mean, it, they executed it definitely. Yeah. One, one of the things I liked with that is because I haven't read more than actually this this first issue, and this is one of four. So ah. you like three more issues, and you're you're mm-hmm. done with the story, you know. Um, but it, the book's called Curse. So is part of him ending up with the dude mm. there at the end that he now is cursed or, or, or what? I don't know. What if he uses werewolfism to cure his son's leukemia? Who knows? It could yes. be that. Um, so you never know. They have. I would do well, it. Actually, if that was an option. My favorite series. <laughs> Your child will die or he could be a werewolf. Uh, go with uh, werewolf. Werechild. All right, we need to. T- we, that just begs the uh, the werewolf question again. Like, what kind of werewolf are we dealing with? I don't know. Can I lock him in a room? I mean, I guess. So. I mean, hey, I, there you go. I guess it's if not you kill anybody. rally him into a room like in child form, they couldn't, you know, overtake you or something. Just for like, that. like the the you know that one yeah. night a month. Call him okay. down for dinner. All right, well, uh, makes sense. Put I like a that. giant pig on the table. Um. I wanted to uh, talk. My actual, actually, my favorite um, series of uh, art is when he's like remembering the football thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Just the way it flows, the way it flashes between present and past. And I was actually going to comment stuff. on this is probably the tightest art that we've seen from him yeah. so far. Like, as far as the style goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as the style goes, there's not a whole lot of. Rosmosians like lines going on. There's a, there's a couple of pages that are very Riley Rosmo that are black and white with red, and they've got a lot of the zip tone and stuff like that. Yeah. But otherwise, the the colors are are very deep. They're very saturated, uh, which is which Riley Rosmo tends to work with. I feel like a lot of white space or a lot of black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this book has a lot of like really defined borders. It, yeah, but like the colors in it are very. I don't know how to say it. They're they're not bright, but they're very vivid. They're very intense. Yeah. So it says art it's by like Riley Rosmo yeah. and Colin Lorimer. Mm-hmm. Do we know what Colin Lorimer did? They may. I mean, it, it may be that Riley Rosmo did pencils, pencils. and then he did color oh, variant from cover. the pencils. Um, well, no, but I mean, that's that's credits for the covers. Those are different things. I'd, it's if it's if it has two people like that, they probably worked pretty closely together. Yeah, it may even have been you know like some pages. Rosmo did pencils. Some pages Rosmo did pencils and inks and color. Mm-hmm. Some pages the other guy did most of the stuff. That's that's the ambiguity of comic credits, yeah. <laughs> of which there is none. Um, I I really like the art style. I think that it's uh like I said, it's really tight, but it's still got a lot of personality to it. Um, the facial expressions are like fantastic for this particular kind of art style. They're very like realistic, but very 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 expressive. Yeah. I like love. Here you just I love have that a shot of the dude's eyes when he's in the car, and he's like, "What do I do?" And you just have that thing where he where he he's looks like, huh? to the side, like, "Oh, because he sees the gun." You know what? Yeah. You know what made me laugh about that page is his first reaction was, "Huh? Ugh. Not oh god, it's a werewolf." 
Like, why, why is that the first reaction you have? Because he's probably like, you're what I've been looking for. Like, I found you. Gotcha. gotcha. Or did you get me? Hey, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> gotta watch the show. Granny gotcha. Oh, Granny's, Granny's gotcha. Um, so, uh, yeah, I know. I, 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 I liked the book. I, I got to be honest. I don't know if I'd keep reading it. Um, I like the last little bit, though, that last little action sequence. I really, really dug. But I'm, I'm glad. Um, you know what? I'm glad that you brought, at the very least, I'm glad that you brought a werewolf book. Because I've yeah. never seen you do that before, and I'm very happy that you did. Yeah, I mean, with three more issues, and this rate reads super quick. Like, I'm, why not? I'm, I'm gonna knock it out. Oh, it's know? only a three issue miniseries. It's four issues. Oh, total. four. Oh, you yeah. know what? Then yeah, maybe I might, I might read more of that then. Yeah, sure. Why not? Cool. All right. So, um, where can people check us out? Um, I picked it up, brick and mortar. I just saw it, and I mean, look at the cover. It's blood everywhere, and it says curse. So why wouldn't I pick <laughs> it like up? Sounds like something you would buy. <laughs> it does. It sounds like something that. that yeah. I would expect you to buy. It's a boom, um, you know, limited miniseries, you know, four issues long, so you could find it in trade paperback form as well, probably wherever that is sold. Um, I, I think I picked it up at Fat first, and then you know, it's it's you could get it digital as well, whatever you you prefer. Cool. Uh, all right, Ryan. I believe uh, you are next. It uh, is my turn. The, it's your turn. Um, so uh, tell us about the book you brought this time. Sure, I brought uh, the Ryanest Ryan book that I've ever brought. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is pretty Ryan. You can't really get much more Ryan than this. No, that's it's true. true. Oh uh, wait, no, you can. It just has to be like cartoony. Yeah, it's, it has to be a little cartoony. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so I brought a book uh, written by Becky Cloonan with art by Andy Blaine. Even though the art still looks like Becky Cloonan art. Yeah, the, you know, pals. Uh, and uh, colors by Lee Lothridge. Let's go with that. Uh, it is called Southern Cross, and it is a story set in space. And space. there is some mystery, and they're on a spaceship. Um, so I really liked it. It has everything that I like about art with the colors and the way the line art is done and the fact that it's science fiction and there's sort of like a mystery whodunit element. It's, it's I am I am curious, Ryan, as to how you would describe this book. Like when you wouldn't, because yeah, you didn't tell us. Elevator pitch Can we rewind book? like for like thirty seconds? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a joke. Um, it's like a, it's like a, like a mystery in space. It's a mystery yeah. in space. No, but like as far as breakdown, like how you would describe like the main character, like give summarize this book for me. Like, sure. From your perspective, because okay. I, I think I have a slightly different perspective. All right. I mean, the way I see it is the, and I've read almost all of it. It just the trade just came out. Um, but I clicked it in individual issues and then two issues behind. Uh, but it's, it's about sort of like the ne'er-do-well sister of a pair of sisters whose go-getter great sister mysteriously died on a mining colony on a faraway planet. And so she is on a sort of freighter flying out there to figure out why her sister died. And then there's a lot of strange interpersonal dealings with her and other people on that ship mm-hmm. while they're traveling. Yeah. It's like a, it's like and essentially like a mystical mis- elements. What it seems like to me is like my, my elevator pitch of it, Alan, it's like, uh, like, I know it sounds kind of strange, but like murder on the Orient express in space. You know, that's kind of what it <laughs> seems, seems like, but to me, uh, it seems more like, you know, the universe, like, Battlestar Galactica or yeah. Alien. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is what all the other people are doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I totally like, agree. That's the way like the that, setting. Actually. That's really the setting, like and that, that's the look that of it. Yeah, that's exactly it. This um, is this is like all of those hard science uh, sci-fi like movies and and books you've ever read, and then this is 
everyone else. Uh-huh. And it's super weird. Like, you know when you're in when you're watching that sci-fi movie and they go through like the spaceport customs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of stay with the main characters. They walk through all the people in the background. And they mm-hmm. go to their special ship. Right. This is everyone else in that background. Yeah, yeah. And that's I think that's exactly where it's set. Um, and I think that's really cool and interesting, mm-hmm. but it's slow too. It is. Yeah. A, it is slow. It's very, very slow building. But yeah, by the end of it, I don't know. I remember I got into it because I was like, "Oh, science fiction!" But then I was like, "It's just people I talking." Kind of <laughs> thought personally that it kind of went right into it, and you're just like, "I don't, I don't know." Maybe it's because it has. Maybe it's because like I, I'm all in like Alien I, and yeah. stuff like that. Well, but mm-hmm. to me, it kind of felt alien. like Alien, like mashed up with like. 2001 a space odyssey well, and, and, yeah. and I, I guess what i guess what i mean by that and i think maybe alan you can neither of us are fast moving movies ever. <laughs> that's, that's, that's i don't true. think you help the cast both of no, those movies but, definitely but, take but, I, but I get what you're saying like I, I think the reason it felt like that for alan and i is because alan and i think just like we looked at your book Chewie, the same way we're trying to figure out what kind of book it is yeah like and not in a way of like i figured the book out but like in a way space of saying revenge. like we're thinking like okay i see it's in space i know it's science fiction but is it like science fiction and fantasy is it science fiction it's not and yeah is this star action? wars is, is this, it science fiction it's and, a science fiction noir but i've never seen like a science fiction m- 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 for like a better word noir murder mystery i thought that, like that's a really good word like, yeah, this yeah. is science fiction I, I really noir. Like it. um really noir i really there's a lot of black I really, this is not something I normally talk about, but I really dig the art. The way that she's drawn, especially in the first couple pages with the, with the closest amount of face, it's very, like, the only word I can describe for it, it seems very pulpy. It seems very old comics. Uh-huh. There's the way lot. that the character's drawn. Like, if there was Zipatone on there, you'd be like, oh, that could be, like, What's from, the name of, like, older comics. Of the artist again? Art. Andy Belanger or Belanger? Bellinger? Yeah, that could be um, it. There's <laughs> some... Yeah, sure. Uh, Sarah, I'm terrible. Super Melendon? <laughs> I got a like on Instagram from Supreme London, and I looked at Chewie and said, "Who is Super Melendon?" And he's oh, like, nice. "What Supreme <laughs> London?" <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, that's so good, Super Melendon. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sad that Supreme London is taken as a username. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, That's, that sounds like the goofiest, delicious dinosaur I've ever heard. It sounds like a, <laughs> it's a, it's a delicious dinosaur. Oh, it's a fruit. It sounds like it sounds like in the Veggie Tales world, if there is like a yes. ma- a mafia oh, a man, mafia yeah, Don who is a watermelon who also has superpowers, <laughs> super melon Don. Uh, I think I've seen that episode of the League of Incredible Vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a joke. That's an actual video. Um, um, but what, I really, yeah, I really, really dug the art and the what, color palette, too. Yeah. What I was going to say. <laughs> this is a good example, by the way. When we talk about flat colors, this first issue is a good example of what we mean. By yeah, that. that's a very, very w- true. W- what I was going to say is that um, this guy's art um, definitely has, you can see the influence or homage to um, <laughs> Paul Pope without mm-hmm. it being a direct ripoff yeah. of Paul Pope. Oh, for yeah, sure. I can see that, too. You know, it's a little more... Uh, I guess the only way I could put it is like a little more like stay with straight lines. It's like, not as fluid. It's not. It's yeah. not as. Bleh. It's I not as know. wavy. It's so, it's those more. far shots of like the ship and the station and everything. That's uh, so Mobiusy. Oh, oh yeah, like for it's sure. These tiny little lines that should. I don't know how anybody would take the time to do that. Like that dedication, has, Alan. Mm, I mean, I don't. I don't. <laughs> What's that? What is that? I don't. I don't quite understand what you're saying. <laughs> I feel like it's a word I should know. <laughs> it's great. It's great, especially How looking at the digital version of this, because you can zoom way in on that yes. spread. And it just bums you out how much work he put into all of those people in the corridor way in the background. Some of these some of these pages, some of these panels, like I could just hear 
like the 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 soundtrack to like an old like like eighties VHS like straight to VHS <laughs> yeah, yeah like a, like a John movie. Carpenter like electric guitar and synthesizer thing yep. going on like mm-hmm. this like this this panel right here read this book and listen to the Blade Runner soundtrack <laughs> there you go Evangelist yes yeah look at that oh uh, yeah know? there's definitely some Blade Runner influence in the like you just hear like yeah. See, you knew it. Yeah. Um, Are you doing the I, Tron I, Legacy I, soundtrack? I don't know. I was just making up. Somebody called Death Punch. No, that's. Is that how that works? No. Oh. Are, gonna, are we going to do this? Is this, this was, thing now? I, I really dug this. At first, I was super bummed when I realized. I was like, oh, yeah, Becky Clooney. I was like, oh, wait, she's not doing the art. And I was super bummed because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I love the art so much. Yeah. But looking back on it and having time to reflect on it and, and look at it with you guys, I'm like, you know what? I feel like whereas her art is amazing, it's almost like this uh, Bellinger's art is is a lot more suited mm-hmm. to this because it's it's a little bit like you're saying, Ian, like you know, uh, straight lines, sharp angles, more rigid. It's maybe? a little bit more rigid, yeah. and it fits kind of the mechanical and like sci-fi feel, you know, versus something that's a little bit more more ethereal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ryan overall, like this is definitely one of those like, Oh, another image book I need to look into. I need, I need to start reading more of cause I, how, how many issues is in, in, is it? Uh, right. It's six issues in, like I said, they just released the first trade. They're taking a break. I think eventually they're going to come back with number seven. Cool. So there's plenty of time to catch up. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down beginning of last year. I'm definitely down. I, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. I really like the colors in this book a lot. It's great when you look at it page by page cause every page seems to have its own color palette but yeah. they're very like the, they're the colors the colors sort of like tell you where you are and what you're looking at yeah. there's the the cool blues and the aquas of the like machine areas and then the like purples of the you know just more people focused areas and then there's you know the yellow of the engine room and oh man it looks super cool um chewy did the the, the very last part freak you out man did it freak me out where they're looking in out. the engine room and then it's like it. Maybe um, that's her sister in that weird no, gravity pyramid. I didn't, it didn't freak me out. I was yeah. just like, really? Humans use this fuel doesn't freak you out? Nah, dude. That was <laughs> also, <in the> metal. <laughs> Look right here. It looks like like corpse paint for a black metal band. That's what it's called. It's, it's called corpse awesome. paint. It is. It's also, is that her, what Kiss called it? Who were probably the first people maybe to do it? Also, her know, roommate you know has a file that's on not her black dead metal. sister. No, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. One of my favorite, one of the other <laughs> the things. you looked at me with such disgust. <laughs> like, it's not black metal. <laughs> Who are you? I'm just anyway. saying. <laughs> one of the other things that I really liked about this book is the ads on the last two pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are for the companies that exist yeah. in the book, but not in real life. It's funny, though, because on one of the later issues, they have an ad styled like this, but for Laywright Pomade. For oh, Laywright? really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But, like, it's drawn... It's drawn like in the style of the book, and it's oh, and it, wow. it's 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 neat. I I really dig what they're doing with this book. Yeah, dude, this is awesome. I I really dug this man. It, it's got it, it's it's got enough sci-fi for me to be like, oh, cool, like space and science. But it's also not like over my head, you know. And it's still kind of like murder mystery. And you know, here you go. There's fire, human fuel in a pyramid form <laughs> as you go through the vast nothingness and everythingness that is space, man. We can haunt that icy moon together. <laughs> Says it right there. So <sighs> good. The <sighs> so good. I like her beanie. <laughs> she does have a good beanie. That looks beanie. like a comfy, cool beanie, man. 
It does. It does. I also like this one where it almost looks like planet ghosts. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so good. Um, so this, this book is just so beautiful to look at. I, I dig the story. It's hooked me. Ah, why you do this yes. to me? So success. Um, Chewie, there's one trade. It's 10 bucks. Yeah. You can buy it. Yes. <sighs> okay. Just saying. So, uh, so yeah, you can pick up image books anywhere. Image books are sold. Right? Yeah. Uh, the Sweet. trade just came out in January. Uh, the individual issues, um, you could probably still get your, get your hands on them. Uh, it's available digitally wherever digital comics are sold. Uh, yeah, Southern Cross. Cool. Um, so I believe I'm heading up the uh, the back end of uh, um, Here's My Issue this time. Uh, I brought a book, a uh, Marvel book. It's Marvel time. So uh, I brought a, a – continue with my X-Men theme. Uh, I heard about this book a few months ago, and I saw the art, cover art for it, and I was like, sold. Want to read this book. Uh, it's a book called – it's a miniseries, issue one of a, of a five-part miniseries called uh, X-Men, Worst X-Men Ever, uh, written by – it says words by Max Bemis. Max Bemis, by the way, is a, uh, is a musician as well. He's in a band called Say Anything. Um, but, uh, the pencils and inks are done by Michael Walsh and it talks about, it's about a, a kid who's kind of a, a nothing, kind of not really good at anything. He's kind of just an average basic kind of kid in high school who finds out his parents are secretly mutants and that guess what? You're also a mutant. And unlike most people where they react, Oh my God, what am I going to do? He's like, finally something for me. But yeah. then he go and he goes to the Xavier uh, Institute uh, for uh, for gifted, gifted youngsters. youngsters or whatever they want to call it in this version of it, um, and finds out his mutant ability. And <laughs> Base school for freaks. Basically, <laughs> nothing goes well for him. Um, so, what did you guys think of the book? Uh, I know it's a, a mini series, but uh, what did you guys think? I really liked the. I really I, brought it for the story and. Also for the art I as like well. that you referred to him as just a basic kid. That's, that's, what, what, he that's what he is. He is basic. He's basic. It's not, not even like basic average, ginger. just like... Bailey, right? It's his name, Bailey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, here's your blank template for a kid. You build yeah. upon it, and they're like, oh, I'll get to it later. Yeah. He's every you know? like bitmoji. He's Johnny Everyteen. Yeah. He's Johnny Everyteen. Is he, what is he is Johnny Everyteen. He lives <laughs> at 123 Main Street, USA. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think? Dude... I loved this book. Like I, I was, I was reading it, and I, I was just like laughing out loud to myself. And people were like, "What? What?" And I'm like, "No, just reading comics." <laughs> it's funny. I love it when comics are funny. Uh, it, 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 and seems it's a Marvel like, book, Ryan. I know one it's of my big two book. One of my favorite things is comic books that sort of take place around major characters, where it's like. Well, like especially ones that are f- that that are funny that take place around major characters. If you really, if you remember, like the early days of Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, yeah. it was like I'm Hawkeye, my life kind of sucks. <laughs> I have these friends who are superheroes, but I don't really hang out with them at all. And man, I want some pizza. Like, and I'm gonna drink this coffee. Is that like kind this of the vibe is, you got from that? It, it, this is that's at least the first few issues. Oh no, I mean, I'm sorry, but, but I mean this. Is that but the vibe this you got this has this? a similar vibe. It's just sort of like, hey. X-Men exist and, and mutants are real. And it's like, here's one crappy kid and, and him dealing with that <laughs> one crappy kid. He is a crappy he is. kid. He's a crappy kid. He is a crappy I, kid. I love it. I love it when stuff like that. And like, and not in like a, like a heavy laden way, the way like Gotham PD was, which is not a bad or Gotham central was, it's not a bad book, but, but I love it when it's just sort of like people who are like dealing with their lives in which superheroes exist. And like, but they're like tiny insertion into the world of superheroes. Yeah. Did we talk about his actual, pa- his actual power yet? 
No, no, we haven't. So, Alan, I'll, this, I'll let you reveal what his actual so power crappy. is. Yeah, reveal his power. His power is uh, internal combustion on a like extreme level, which Sweet. basically means so it he means can, he can blow up, right? It basically means he can explode once, <laughs> and then he will be dead from exploding. <laughs> it's, it'll be a one-time thing where he can explode oh. and then such die. A good, it's such a good joke because. Like you feel like I, I like and the way they lead up to it in the book is like you have the power to explode like precisely the the manner that you want to in the direction you want to and you're like oh that's awesome once and you're just like what I like he's like it's like I'm Gambit but with my own I'm the own I'm my own playing card yeah. should we read it to my favorite panel read because the it it is Beast as played by Liev Schreiber uh, <laughs> 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 that's funny because Liev Schreiber played uh, Sabretooth in, yes. in a movie we should not mention um, <clears throat> the thing about it is you were you to actually oh, I'm sorry the thing about it is were you to use your power you would actually just explode like anything else exploding. Wait, you mean I wouldn't be able to like magically reform my ma- my molecules? No, you will have just blown up. You'd be just dead because you just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Where he reiterates like like because you exploded. <laughs> don't but explode. Dude, just would- to make sure that we're clear. Dude, I don't this would want you freak me out. Yeah. Do you know how many people discover their mutant powers in this universe? Sheer accident by like yeah. crazy emotional outburst. Exactly. What if he just didn't know about this, <laughs> got really stressed out, and exploded? You know what this answers, well, then though? they'd never have to deal you know with what them this again. Answers. This answers accident. the question of spontaneous human combustion. That's true. That's what it is. But you know what? I, they were all mutants. <laughs> and you think that's where it gets the worst. Oh, it's not. Then he leaves the school. He's like, oh, man. Like, I'm so stinks. bummed out. Everything is the worst. And then and his parents get stepped on by a sentinel. <laughs> not even, the, not even like they were being hunted. They were just no. like they weren't being Oops. hunted. <laughs> they they didn't like way. push him out of the way. They didn't say look out. They didn't say what is <laughs> just, that. It's just straight up. They're walking and they're dead. And it's just like <laughs> you hear a loud noise. You look behind you. And there you is a the straight blood up on the ground. <laughs> on the ground. Right after he says, and I quote. At, At least, least I have you guys. No. Uh. <laughs> the other thing I've always loved in, with X Men and like X Men ancillary characters is people who have mutations that just suck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a great joke from Venture Brothers where oh. some, the the invisible girl she's like I have the invis- I have the ability to turn my skin invisible and the it's like oh now you just now you just look like muscles. <laughs> but that's that's, that's super a fantastic, gross. That's a fantastic four because they also yeah, had yeah. the human uh, the callus. human callus and a guy who catches on fire, but then he's screaming the whole time because he's, he's actually on fire. On fire. He, he's like he, oh, his God. pain receptors yeah. aren't <laughs> no. And then you have Mister Fantastic, who is well, basically, basically Mister Fantastic. Yeah, but um, or not Mister Fantastic. What is he in that Doctor Impossible? Doctor Impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who's uh, Stephen Colbert, by the way? What uh, in the early seasons? What no, I, what I really like though is at the end of this book, and it, maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just me being cheesy, but like I like that the X Men are still like, don't worry, you can stay here, and guess what, you can still be an X Men. We're gonna try to include you. We're just yeah, gonna we'll make give you, you a this robot suit. suit which yeah. Forge, what? we're seeing Forge. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they're definitely. Are you at the part? Are you at the I'm not that. Part? I'm not that far you into. Need to get cut up, to, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. Um, but. What I I asked you guys, and we'll, we'll wrap up the story with this. I asked you guys, have any of you guys read? You, none of you guys said you read the rest of the. No, the but I'm going to. I, mean, I have um, it to read. This goes into. I'm going to go ahead and state this now, and 
and maybe being a little bold here, but maybe we'll talk about it next. I'm gonna give you all homework. Remember how Chewy way back when said read Six Gun Gorilla? We're gonna talk I about do it next time. That. I remember the read first this, time I read it and I still had to like get you guys to read it. Read this yeah. and we're gonna talk about it next time because the especially you, Alan, with what we've been learning about the X-Men yeah. and continuity yeah. and met it goes into weird realms that oh, this doesn't show. Where okay. it talks about and not stuff where it's like, oh, this is really contrived. You're like, oh, this is I like this. Okay. Like I, I really right. like this. Let's just put it this way. I will. I won't spoil it for you. There, there's, there's a character that's in here that that kind of allows that to be messed with. So, uh, what did you guys think? Enough about the story. What did you guys think about the artwork? Oh, real quick, I want to point out one more oh, thing. Oh, go ahead. I, I really like where Jubilee's introducing him to people, <laughs> and then he meets, <laughs> he meets the. Uh, he, oh God, what what were they called? Rags and riches. Rags yes. and riches. Oh, like, oh, what are your guys' powers? Like, I can turn pretty much anything into solid gold, which obviously has its advantages. And it's like, oh, I can deteriorate anything that like I touch that I want. And it's like. They're so such cool powers. He can just make gold. Super cool powers. He has the power of alchemy, yeah. and she has the power to just destroy anything. Yep. And like, what of you? He's like, I don't want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I explode. <laughs> so, um, what did you guys think of the art in the book? I love loose, sort of fun art like this. I don't, I, I don't know a better way to describe it than that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. You could almost say that it's kind of web comic-y. I could imagine a world in which someone would say that. Um, but it's, it's just. Like it, it's there's no more detail than is necessary. It's it's sort of perfectly stylized, um, and, and I like that. Um, that one guy who, who's who's doing the making the robot suit. Forge. He just looks Forge? like Tony Stark. Yeah, that well, was Forge he, he, like yeah. Tony Stark. Yeah, because that's what Forge looks like. But he's Native American, so, uh, so okay, he's darker. You he see. is darker. Gotcha. He's brown Tony Stark. Yeah, I like the blend of like really, really like exaggerated, bold, super inky lines. Um, mm-hmm. Mixed with yeah, it's really inky, borderless, is, yeah. like borderless, like almost watercolor type uh, within Coloring, those yeah. lines, like on uh, like you see it with with Wolverine and stuff. Like his outline is just like uh, angles and sharp and Wolverine, and then inside it's just like brush strokes, like soft brush strokes without any outline. And I thought that was that why, was pretty cool. cool why blend. did they let him choose that code name? <laughs> yeah, come on. I mean, Alan, this kid reminds me a lot of you. I have oh, a feel like if you got really excited, you'd be like, uh, "Yeah, exceptional." No, maybe like, name. okay. Well, he is exceptional because he's an X Men who has not a useless power, or <laughs> who does have a useless power. I think yes. my my mutant power just be like extreme criticism, like to the point where I just like if I criticize somebody, it makes them feel really, really bad to like the point of depression. So it's like you have the power to depress people with a single opinion. Are you? Yeah. Cri- uh, let me guess. You're critics, but with an X at the end. <laughs> See, that's why he's this kid. He I just got excited that. about that lame, that. stupid critics. name that I just came up with. Oh man, and I would totally go evil for a little bit too. <laughs> but you can't have the you X. You're gonna go black. evil. What? Can't have the X. No, because I'm gonna evil. start. No, because no, then so he it would just he carries would, over. No, be the he, dark critic. No, no. When he went evil, he would change the the X and the C to K. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's very '90s X Men. No, it'd be it'd be K first, like KS, this, and I also then like this mini gambit. X. This mini gambit's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Tiny yep. gambit. Just tiny gambit. Tiny gambit. Uh, still as still as worthless as larger gambit. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Alan, any comment on the art? Worth more than you. Oh, critics. He's, yeah, you can't, you, you can't just you can't just make the Sentinels feel bad about his name is Burn. Though. No, what? <laughs> that's that's his name. Burn. 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 <laughs> yeah. B y r n. 
Say, you were like, oh, like, uh, out of a hat. are you just like a really big Talking Heads fan? No, no, I'm not. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> what if, uh, what if uh, Ian's mutant power was just having the perfect pun at all times? No, mine's like nah. mine's, mine's giggles with that's a Z. Definitely not. I have supersonic laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is normal except for when you laugh. <laughs> but like, it has to be a giggle. It can't be. No, like, it has to be a legitimate laugh too. You can't just laugh on command. You yeah. got to think of something. And funny. it can't be like. Yeah, like that's the that's ah, the that's the short. It's not like you're banshee or anything. It's like it. It no, happens. Like, it literally sounds like. <laughs> but it's like. Or the, windows. The, yeah, people windows are, like. Uh, it's like people, banshee. People who are really laughing, near you, they're screaming, bones and it's got to be legit. I, I'm which just is really hard for me in situations where it's scary. I'm just your sidekick where I carry around a feather, and I'm just like, all right, do your thing. <laughs> there you go. He's got to read. He's got like a joke from, book. From your, from you book. He should have like a. Like, he has a joke like book. Like gifts right. of people falling down like on your phone at any <laughs> yeah. moment. Ian, look at this. All right, now now I laugh. I control that way. my laugh because I could just mean to knock one person down, and I accidentally <laughs> knock down a skyscraper. I could so. be called the Joker. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Uh, uh, no, no, with you're a tick, Y. You're tickler. J Y K E R or J O K Y R. That's that's your power. Oh, that's your power. That's how we work together. I'm I'm giggles with the, with the Z, and you're tickler. And tickler tickles giggles super fast with his fingers. His no, fingers move no, really quick. we're just called tickles and giggles. <laughs> Both have Z's. <laughs> Ryan uh, Ryan has a uh, like a diaper bag that you can pull anything out of. It's a subspace diaper bag. Subspace diaper bag. <laughs> D A H D. Dad. I don't just have like the the angry dad face that I can make anybody feel oh, bad about. Their no, choice. he's daddy, but it's spelled D A H D E E. No, there's an apostrophe yes, in there somewhere. Not where you'd think. He's yeah, from yeah. he's from the planet Faja. <laughs> you know um, the Faja, like the Faja in the mind. So uh, yeah, you. <laughs> So if you guys want to check out this book, you can. Um, I like the comic book we just made. <laughs> we Alan, just wasted so many people's Alan, times. Draw up six panels of this. <laughs> so um, if you'd like to draw that, put uh, that draw right next that to way. the. Uh, what was the? What was that one thing I drew that was you guys did on stuff and things? All the superpower real humans. Oh yeah, uh, uh, genetics. genetics. The genetics. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. I'll put um, it right next to that. So you can uh, you can check this out. It's available anywhere Marvel Comics sold. I believe the f- it's digital only as of right now. I don't know if they've actually printed these. I'm, oh, I haven't really? gone. Okay. And, I think they may have. I haven't gone and looked because I know it was a digital first series. So they may have uh. actually printed these. I'm going to go look for them because after reading these five issues, I want these comics, not only for the cool covers and the art, but just for the overall story. And like, especially now that I'm getting more into X-Men lore, it, 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 and I know that makes you be, get sad, but it's in, in a way that I think I know, you would I, like. I love how ridiculous X-Men lore is. So like you'll, that. you'll get into it. Please right, just read right. it next we'll, time. We'll, we'll talk, read about it, we'll it. talk about it. Okay. So, uh, that is, uh, yeah, that is, uh, here's my issue this time. And now we're going to talk about uh, First Prince. Now, Chewie, I uh, believe, even though it's a character you and I both love, um, this is um, this is something that you wanted to bring uh, mm-hmm. because it was your introduction in comic form to this character. Uh, so why don't you uh, tell us about what is it that we read this time for First Prince? Yeah, we read uh, the New 52 Batman Volume 1 titled The Court of Owls, uh, written by Scott Snyder, and we have art by Greg Capullo. Um, so basically what, what it is is, you know, for those of you, did we, we, we talked about what new 52 was, right? So new 52 was a, nutshell. a reboot of a, a, a soft, well, for some characters, soft, for some characters, heavy reboot of the DC universe. They started everything over at number one. Uh, looks like they're going to be doing it again, uh, soon. Yay. Marvel does it multiple times and they argue, we never done that. Yes, you have. Um, but they kind of rebooted everything, even including Batman and detective comics mm. stuff that's been running forever. That was in like 
the 500s yeah uh since has now been rebooted um and i think now that's about uh what almost five years in from it, it started happening in 2011 yeah 2011, so this is when this 12, comic came out um and now we're mm. almost at issue 50 it's funny kind of fitting that we're actually <laughs> reading this now because in two more mm-hmm. issues uh the creative team on this book scott snyder and greg yeah. capullo are See? actually done doing batman they uh, Capullo may have already started transitioning off of it oh, and really? or doing some stuff because I've seen Yannick Packett doing some art on and sometimes it. they kind of they yeah. kind of flip flop out a little uh, bit. But which, Scott Snyder which for I'm sure. I'm just gonna say is, is yeah, I'm okay great. with that. Yannick Packett doing he did Swampy with Scott Snyder yeah. for a little mm-hmm. bit, yep. and you know, like it, I gotta and yeah, you know, Scott Snyder's not gonna be far from the Batman. If you like Scott Snyder's Batman, he's gonna be moving over to Detective, but this was like his first run, his baby, his. So yeah, what was interesting well, with this is w- with with this, they started Batman over at number one, right? Batman number one. Um, but I, I don't know that it was from the get go, like decided like oh things are gonna be rebooted in terms. Of, it it was, wasn't. Yeah, it was just like hey, we're gonna give you a number one, and you're just gonna kind of start over. So guess what? Now you could tell Joker stories and like all these other well, stories without necessarily having to reference the stuff in the past. They, and eventually yeah. they went to do the zero year thing. They initially were just like, hey, you're going to keep doing Batman. And then it became, hey, guess what? Now it's Batman number one. Yeah. So <laughs> be ready for that. So as a writer, you got to be like, oh, oh no, nope, yeah. nope, can't do this. But he did it. And um, I don't know. I, Chewie and I, this is a Batman run I I'm gonna, really like. Yeah, I'm going to kind of jump in here with just my uh, initial like kind of exposure to it. So this Alrighty. was the first Batman comic that I ever read. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, I had actually been loaned at that point uh, Dark Knight Returns. Um, I wonder by, who by, gave you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I know who it is. <laughs> it was well, Ian. Yeah, he loaned it to me. And I, um, right. I, I was detective like, work oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get on it. And it was before I was really into comics and stuff. And then so I just it just kind of sat there. And then I started reading The Walking Dead. And I went that route. And then eventually I was like, oh, okay, I want to start reading like, you know, stuff like that. And I talked to you guys about comics, especially mm-hmm. Alan, where I was like, you know, I want to read like Batman. I want to read X-Men and stuff. But those are like issue like 800 something like where do i start and you guys were like well just pick a story arc there's like these different jumping on points but i'm Mm -hmm. like no that's not i like the full thing i don't like starting in the middle of something i'm that's not start from the beginning Mm -hmm. and um so alan says hey there's a thing you know marvel now and new 52 what's that so explain it to me and then i i was like oh okay batman and so i um picked it up and I started uh, reading it, and I was just like, whoa, this is cool. It's blown away. And I thought something that was really special about it, too, was I was expecting, like, oh, okay, cool. It's going to be, like, probably the Joker's going to be there mm-hmm. or, like, this or that. And it wasn't any of that. It was something that hadn't really been done, you know? It was something new, something different. Yeah, so he came up with a new villain. Something, he came up with a new villain, in a, in a way, um, which is kind of an interesting take on it and stuff. And that's where I was like, cool. Cause not only was it new to me, but I was like, Oh, all these, 
I'm in the same boat as these guys. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, they know what's going to happen. It's like, no, well, this is new for all of us. Yeah. So it's kind of cool because yeah. it made me feel like really included on that. Um, and I did kind of give Scott Snyder the whole, like, oh, thank you, blah, blah, and all that stuff, you know, when oh. I met him. I have a signed so, Court of Owls mask above my bed. Yeah. Oh. It's so, <laughs> signed on the inside, though. It was great. I got that for free at Comic-Con. They handed him out. And they're like, here you go. It explores <laughs> a, a new villain, uh, in a way, of, uh, of Batman oh. and... Yeah, so yeah. I'll let you guys jump into it from here. Yeah, so um, I really, really briefly, my, I this is like the one of the first like new. I had read a lot of the classic comics, or the this one of the first comics where it was kind of new. Maybe it was a little bit older at this point. Is maybe almost done wrapping up Court of Owls by the time I jumped into New Fifty Two. But I remember hunting for these books paper wise because I needed to have this run. Um, I really like the story and uh, of this run. I'll, I'm going to let these two dudes do more, more because they're new to it. I know Ryan has read it once before. Alan, mm-hmm. we've been telling Alan to read this for a while. Yeah. Um. So, what did you guys think of this? Because you know, Chewie and I are Batman. I know that Ryan likes Batman too, but I think Chewie and I are more like any Batman, anytime, any Batman in a storm is good. Um. So, uh, what do you guys think of, uh, of this specific? Let's talk about the story first. Let's kind of do like we did in, in, in uh, Here's My Issue. So what do we think about the story? The idea, just the idea of the overall thing that's told here. I really, uh, I thought the story was pretty cool. Um, I thought that, like, it took a little while to kind of get going and kind of unravel. Because you basically have Bruce being Bruce before he you know, jumps in the whole Batman thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you get into it, it's very... Like okay, so you talk. We talk about Detective Batman a lot, and yeah. this definitely yes. has some Detective Batman. It's like CSI Batman. Yeah, yes. like CSI Batman, which I think is really cool because mm-hmm. then you know you take the evidence and you go confront the bad guy, and then you're good to go. Um, and I think the story does a really good job of creating this sort of extra appendage to like you know you talk about adding the spoke to the wheel Mm -hmm. and i think that's what this story is a really good example of Mm -hmm. taking an existing uh ip an existing mythos and not changing it not re-editing it not doing anything other than just adding to it in a way that is unobtrusive and and cohesive yeah and sort of like like fits its way into a lot of different elements of the of the mythos of the character, right? Which is like not that. something you get a whole lot of these days it's in pretty much any comic. Yeah, there's just so much to to do, and the fact they found a way to kind of edge this in is really really cool. Especially without doing the like, oh well, it turns out it was a twin, or yeah. it was secretly a robot. Well, there's a robot bit twin. Of you need to read the rest of this run because uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, but I let's talk. Real quick, I mean, and Chewie, we definitely feel free to chime in here. What do you guys think about like the idea? Because this introduces something a lot of new Batman comics do, uh, especially when you're first time writing Batman, introduces a new villain. Uh huh. And it's a villain, and this is something that's usually kind of a trope of when a new writer comes into Batman and they introduce a new villain, a villain is that the villain beats Batman in some way. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about the Court of Owls as a quote unquote villain uh, for Batman? Because yeah. I know you're not a biggest Batman fan, but. Right. You're familiar with Batman's Rogues Gallery. You know yeah. how they all kind of work. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about that? I think this one's interesting because it's like it's taking that one thing that Batman loves the most out of anything, which is the city, and sort of turning it on him. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's a point of contention in almost every issue of this of this run, uh, at least this first trade that we read. Yeah. Um, yeah. He always talks about how he knows his city like front and back, and it's just blowing him away and he's in denial about how much he doesn't know about this one thing yeah. that is in essence the city yeah yeah and and it's it's really 
I mean, it's it's like turning the city into its own villain, yeah. which is really, really, I think, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of annoyed with the Court of Owls because it reminds me a lot of the Black Hand, which was another sort of yeah. Batman secret yeah, I society can see that. villain. I can see that. And partially dedicated to getting rid of Batman that's, you know, ties into his family in the past and things like that with Grant Morrison before, you know, before they they switched over to, you know, the new numbering. Um, But it was interesting because as this was coming out, uh, I I did not care at all about it. Yeah. Uh, But I was reading All Star Western, Uh uh, which had which was continuing the continuity of. of Jonah Hex, we yeah. read a Jonah Hex yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Um, same writers, but interestingly enough, uh, in that book, Jonah Hex ended up in Gotham mm-hmm. in the 1800s, teaming up with Amadeus Arkham, uh-huh. uh, and they end up underneath Gotham in the catacombs and come upon a giant owl. Uh huh. Yeah. Really? And, yeah, and it ended up tying in a lot to the whole Court of Owls thing. I think there's an and issue. Later, when I read this, like- I was all. Oh, that's what all that <laughs> owl crap was about. Uh, and then there was also the series The Gates of Gotham that I read because mm. Dustin Nguyen did the artwork because his artwork is that's magic. A, yeah. Kyle Higgins um, wrote that, didn't he? Yeah, Kyle Higgins and Scott Snyder wrote it around this time as partial establishment of this continuity. Mm. And it, it deals with, it's very focused on Gotham, Gotham City, and it talks about the five gates of Gotham, the yeah. tunnels and the uh-huh. and the... The bridges and stuff like that, which gets referenced a few times in this book, and yeah. so that, that sort of helped explain it. Um, I don't know, like it's it it's so just dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's not and, Ryan's Batman. And they Ryan do the, and they, the, uh, the the there's that one issue where where Batman's in the crazy white maze, yeah. yeah. And they do the thing where they keep turning the page and it's upside down and it's yeah. left and right. You yeah. have to keep turning. There's a fun story about that. If you, yes. no, it's it's neat. It's really cool. Uh, at first, I was like, oh. It was, like is my iPad broken? Like I, <laughs> I had to check I'm, that a couple times. I'm sure too. that I just swiped the wrong way, and, yeah. and now something's wrong. But I don't. I don't know. Like I like I. I feel like, you know, Graham Morrison, sort of the king of let's be crazy, did that. And I, and not to be. This is the second time I brought up Grant Morrison. So sorry, Scott Snyder. But he likes Grant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can't you can't talk about recent Batman comic books without talking about uh, Grant Morrison. Graham Morrison. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Whenever you know. Batman sort of losing his mind maybe is not my favorite Batman. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so nah. it didn't seem like he was being. I agree with you in that in that case. Like right then is kind of where it lost me. Um, yeah. And I feel like I that's, thought it was cool as a comic book sense in the sense that like oh things are twisty turny and yeah stuff like that that was neat. I mean, I've never been. Something can't do on TV. Psychedelic anything for me doesn't really. I mean, oh, it doesn't I jive. Do. I just. I mean, for, for me, I, I the reason I really dug the characters is the idea. Yes, Alan, kind of what you were sticking on that. Like Batman knows his city so well, and that's his thing, and yeah. nobody can touch that. Yeah. And then he says, "Well, and guess what? There's a secret society that might exist, and it's not only that they might exist; they do exist. It was. And it's it not go- only that they do exist, but they also have stuff in Wayne buildings. Yeah. And it's not only that, but they were kind of training Dick Grayson to become one of their many League of Undead assassins. That so is one like, of the cool things it gets about closer and the closer Court of Owls and closer to that- him. Like yeah. there's not just like one person to defeat. Like yeah. he defeats the Talon, right? That's the guy. The Talon is the but, name of their their like assassin. But it's that like that is that is one of them. Yeah. Basically, and they're, and they're yeah. all like crazy mysterious. There's dudes. after this one, one called a, a art called Knight of the Talons, where guess yeah. what? They're like, Go kill Batman. Yeah. All of you. Go. That's <laughs> yeah. essentially what one happens. of the things that frustrates me about this book is that it doesn't like nothing wraps up. It, what's true? This is just part one. There's I remember part. the first time I read this. I read this because yeah. it was 
like when this when this trade came out, I feel like it was like everybody was like shoving this in my mouth. Like I was like, yeah, was like oh, it's free on Comicsology. Oh, it's free on iBooks. Oh, you know, yeah. like 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 I, like I got I have this in like every place that you can have comics digitally for yeah. free. And I remember like I read it, and then at the end I was like, that's it. Yeah, like this is we're not done. <laughs> the first the whole story the first story arc is a twelve issue arc. Yeah, ele- yeah. that's like eleven or yeah. that's, oh, it's like 11. 11, 11 issue arc. Gotcha. Yeah. So right. this is only like part one of that story. There is a part two. So I should have been clearer about that at yeah. the end because at the I end agree. I was just kind of like, that's it. Yeah, I agree. That's, there's more. What? No, like, there's there's I mean, far the, more. Give me some closure. So I think the more. resolution yeah. and the closure that you get is that he makes it back to the Batcave. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got gotcha. you. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he, he, he survives and he, he tells survived. Dick like, "Hey, you you dodged this bullet." Yeah, yeah. I'm pulling this. Now tooth here's out something. Of your mouth. Here's something that I was really proud of myself. Uh, I recognized the girl who hits him with jumper cables. Yep. yep. I I don't know how. I guess Tumblr. I'm assuming. I and <laughs> yeah, I stumbled across a Wikipedia page. Yeah, and she's. Blue, she, something? she, yeah, she becomes more in later Batman stuff. This is a she character becomes like that, a Bat family member. This yeah. is was, a character that, like that a Scott, Scott Snyder, Snyder created right? that character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's overkill, but I mean, but, I mean, you know, I, I, I think planting some seeds. She didn't become like a member of the Bat family till till like to be honest, and a lot of issues later. I've read almost except with Sparrow? the Sparrow. Ex- yeah, uh, she's the Bluebird. I think is what. Her oh, name Bluebird. Is. Okay. Uh, All these different. I've characters. read. Yeah, yeah. All of the Scott Snyder Batman run, and I would highly I agree with Ryan. This just the the trade of the Court of Owls. You need to finish the story, which is to issue number eleven. I've read all almost all of Scott Snyder's. I'm a few issues behind with this whole. I'm um, spoiler alert. Gordon yeah, as Batman. I'm, I'm really like behind on that. Robo Bat. Yeah, and man. and now that they're almost done with it, I'm really tempted to just start over from issue one here and just read all the way back through it. Um, but out of all the arcs, zero year where they kind of redid the origin story, they had death of the family, they had all this different stuff. I still think that F, out of everything I've read, this is still my favorite because you, the only one, the only one criticism I have about the writing is that now, now after reading a lot more comics that show that don't tell Scott Snyder really likes to make Batman talk. And yeah. well, that's great. It makes sense. It's Batman. He likes to talk, yeah. but you can, I can see more in the future issues where he does that less and less and less. It's kind of cool because it's like we talked about in comics. You can now go back and see almost like a director. You can watch, you know, go see hateful eight and then be like, okay, I'm going to go watch reservoir dogs now and see how somebody's evolved and maybe some ways that they've grown better or, you know, or changed. I just, it, this to me is just like, this is something that you can tell there was a lot of time and thought and love of Batman yeah. and the lore and Gotham and that idea put into it. Yeah that it's something that's like years in the making. So it, but it's still my favorite for, for that reason. Yeah, I, I actually really, my, my whole favorite part, I had two parts in, in this volume that I dug. One was the like, no, this couldn't be in Wayne buildings. And then he finds the nests, you know? Yeah. And then where he's like looking at him like that whole thing, like, Oh geez, they're in here. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you also have, um, I, I the psychedelic, you know, losing his mind stuff. It's cool. I thought it was cool because it clear it, it wasn't like, Oh, he's just going crazy. Oh, it turns out it was this. He tells you straight up. He's like water. They've probably poisoned it, but I need it. You know, yeah. and then he says he bites the bullet. It's like, well, this is gonna mess me up, but I need it to live. Yeah, and he just does it anyway. And that whole just like, I, I don't know. I just dug that where it's just like he sees like the, the history and basically how it beat his family down over time. How it's beaten Gotham's heroes over time, and he, I, he's coming to that realization that 
this might be bigger than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that whole thing. I, I, they I may know more things than I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I highly recommend it. I think it's a good Batman run. It's a lot of reading. I'll tell you the truth. Uh, the art though. I really like, what do you guys think of, of Capullo's art? I know we've maybe talked about his art. I don't know. What do you think? I like the way he draws Batman's head or cowl, like a helmet almost. I, I think that the Batman overall is pretty solid, but one thing that like really threw me off was in the beginning where yep. he's talking to that politician mm-hmm. guy. And it Same looks face. like Same Bruce face. Wayne talking yeah. to slightly yep. larger Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Keep oh, reading. Man. And then, and then Bruce Wayne talking to Bruce Wayne in Nightwing outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like There's a lot of younger Bruce Wayne. No, yeah. I mean, like I get it that there may be plot reasons for them to, yeah. to have same face, but, there's a lot of same face besides there that. There is. There is. It's true. Um, I, I really, I think where they, the word, yeah, same face kind of is, is a problem. I love the overall design. I love the design of the talons and the court of owls. Just all the owls. Stuff so was simple. Exceptionally yeah. creepy. Really cool. So yeah. simple. That mask is terrifying. It is. Actually. When you just put that on a suit, you're like, Oh God, that's creepy. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I have that hanging over my bed. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's really bad. It's pretty scary. Um, but like that and the way the talents, it's not like they're all the same type of owl. Like they very clearly designed things off different types of owls, which I think is really neat. I find that it's really interesting that like there was that problem with it in the beginning, the same face problem, especially because you look at, um, his work later in the series and you don't get that as much. You know what I mean? You, and, and you hear him talk about what he likes to draw and he says he likes to draw people. And that came like after like this had already started and you see then people's faces that he draws become a lot more distinct. Yeah, for sure. As it goes on, they definitely do. It's it's pretty interesting that he kind of, does that what's so. up with the nursery nursery rhyme in this book like that's an oddly specific business oriented or like rich oh, person God. nursery rhyme everybody's like yeah i've heard the nursery rhyme like why about- this because does not have like any real life application because it's it's like it's, it's essentially like Ring a thing of like it, it yeah or stuff like that. it's essentially their version yeah. of one two freddy's coming for you like it's it's their version of like hey be good or else. But it's like, <laughs> but it's so, it's so like oddly specific to being towards, I don't, it, like it, when you're an adult, it's like a nursery rhyme for adults, I guess. No, it's a good nursery. I think they, well, it's a nursery rhyme they tell their kids, but there's actually, the, the fact that there's actually truth behind it. Uh, <laughs> is, I don't is know. It scary. just, it didn't seem like it would be it. something you would tell kids. All it right, just well. seems like, oh, by the way, we came up with this cute little rhyme that goes with it and everybody <laughs> has to know it as okay. they grow up. Like, I guess in Gotham, that makes sense. Well, also just in history, back again, looking at those nursery rhymes, like Ring Around the Rosie, it's like, no, it, it, people back then were like, I'm going to tell my children horrible things in a cute way. I, my dad still did that when I was yeah. a kid. Hey, dad, what's behind that door? That's where they take the bad kids, so be good or you'll go there. That's what he <laughs> would say all the time for any question. You know question. what my dad used to oh, tell no. me as a kid, <laughs> actually? Um, so we've you know we've heard that, what, what's that uh, called? The, the the prayer that now I lay me down to sleep. Uh-huh. Okay. He, he would do that, but he would say it in the Metallica Inner Sandman version of it. <laughs> you know, uh, Hush, yeah, he was, he would say, he would do it like with that, where he's like, it's just the beasts under your bed and your closet in your head. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, <gasps> exit light, enter yeah. night, take my hand. Off to never I'm just like, land. okay, all right, wait, hold on a sec. Uh, Boom. <laughs> beware the court of owls that watches all the time. All right. Fine, sure, why not? Uh, ruling Gotham from a shadowed perch behind granite and lime. Why would you tell kids, by the way, there's a secret society ruling the city? I just, I feel like... Because it's like Santa Claus. You, no, it's, a it, mis- it's, like, it's like a myth. Yeah. Mm. 
Like, what you? Okay, I don't know. It just doesn't seem good enough to me. <laughs> All right. Well, Alan. Question. Most important question. Uh, Alan, you hate Batman. Will yeah. you can? Will you? Do you have any interest in finishing this story? Up? I mean, I want to know how it ends. I don't think I'm going to read it. Uh, okay. Here's the thing about this Batman. So, this Batman is exactly the kind of Batman like that. I don't really have any investment in. It's very okay. like yes, the Detective right. Batman is really cool, but it's so dark. It's just yeah. I, I don't. You. I mean, it's it's cool. There's no guys the, with rings flying around. I get it. I don't know. It just <laughs> it's so dark and it just bears barrels down on you. And it's supposed to be superhero. And it's the same reason that it, it, this is my problem with Batman. And it's just that my my personality does not align with this particular sense of adventure. I guess you could use use that word. Um, or this particular sense of uh, uh, justice, maybe, is another good word for it. I mean, maybe there's multiple facets to it. But like I said, I mean, you generally you're going to align with, with superheroes that, um, you know, will either uh, pick up the slack where you feel like you're lacking or, uh, you know, something that you feel like really align with you. And, and in this case, I feel like I've got enough brooding and, uh, and darkness <laughs> that I don't, I don't feel like it needs to be you know, substituted in, in my Batman books. But I, once again, that's just my personal opinion. As far as a book, as far as the art, as far as the story goes, I don't have any qualms against it. I'm not like raging, raging against it, but this is, this is the type of Batman that I don't like. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, there you go. Well, you guys can uh, d- decide yourself. If you haven't read the court of owls, truly and I highly recommend it. I think Ryan, you said you kind of liked it, but it's very dark, a little more dark. Than yeah. I mean, I, I want to see how it ends up, but, yeah, it's just so. It's like, very. It's a little too dark for your taste. There's just nothing that ever like balances the darkness. I get you. I get yeah, you. Maybe Chewie and, and I, I we did, love the darkness. Maybe you and I are just like in Chewie super need of it. comic relief. Yeah, I think so. I need um, a plucky robot or it, something. It's, def- <laughs> it's Batman def- with a plucky robot. It's def- Can we get Damien in here, please? He was in here twice, and I and I saw it. I'm like, yeah, Damien. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely um, tell off some adults. <laughs> it's definitely not the uh, not the cherry's Batman book, but if you like this, it is available anywhere DC Comics are sold. Uh, you good luck finding individual issues, but you can find uh, trades really easily. Uh, all the issues uh, are on Comicsology as well as combined uh, editions, so you can read that as well. Um, so yeah, and they also have all the one. They also have versions too where you can read all the tie-ins too because because this yeah, does yeah, cross over into other books and stuff. With, I, I had so. a really I had really good experience with this particular book and this particular storyline. Um, initially when it came out, mm-hmm. I, I had people that weren't really into comics. They're like, "Oh, you read comics?" I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "We're like, well, what do you like?" And I tell them, "Oh, Batman." There's this book. It's really good. It's called this. They're like, "Oh, that's cool. I gotta check it out." And then I'm like, "Oh, seriously, if you want to borrow it, go ahead." And they're like, "Oh, yeah, cool." And like I would hand it out expecting someone to give back. Oh yeah, cool, thanks. But it was like, dude, mm-hmm. I real like. Do you have the next one? Can I borrow it? Like, yeah. is that cool? Like, people were like really stoked on that, or even people who were already familiar with Batman. Like, is that the new Batman and stuff? So it was kind of cool to see people that had no interest, or just kind of like oh, I'm kind of curious, or mm-hmm. or people that you know had experience. So I thought it was cool. The whole thing, my two cents on New Fifty Two, Marvel Now, and all that sort of stuff. In a sense, I get it why it's like, oh, that sucks. You know what I mean? Especially if you've already been reading the books and you're like, okay, they're trying to like get cash or whatever. And like, yeah, that at the end of the day, they're trying to make dollars, right? But I'll tell you this much. If it wasn't, I think, for like New 52 and Marvel Now, I may not have hopped on comic books the way that I did. 
Mm. I may have taken more time to get into it, or I may have stuck with just one or two series from Image, like through their graphic novels and stuff like that, um, or the trades or whatever you want to call them. I mean, I might have ended up in it, but I think it accelerated saying like, oh, I could read my favorite characters at number ones. Sure. Why not? You know, makes yeah. sense. Um, so uh, moving on to the uh, four color character compendium, we have kind of a special slightly Valentine's Day themed character we chose. tonight. Aww. speaking of Batman, uh, we're going to make another visit to Batman's rogues gallery. Uh, Ryan, open the great tome of, of comic characters compendium. Open it. Okay. I'm on the Wikipedia app already. Uh, no, I said open the tome. Wait, are we going to talk about that super creepy little owl girl? No. <laughs> that like crushes bones? No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> See, Chewie and I are like, awesome. Hello, <laughs> you guys are like, Chewie. ew, scary. I don't like owl kids. Um, so who are we, so who are we talking about, Ryan? <laughs> uh, we're talking about one... Um, Doctor <clears throat> Doctor Pamela Lillian Isley, PhD. Otherwise known, I as? don't recognize uh, that otherwise name. Otherwise known as Poison Ivy. Ooh, oh, Poison that's Ivy. That's a name. That's got some zing to it. <laughs> you got Moxie, kid. Thanks, <laughs> it just reminds me. I keep hearing like Digimon in my head because one of their moves is Poison Digimon? Ivy. Digital yes. monsters. Digital monsters. I tell you, I watched it. Like, Did I tell you the from, Digimon from the are first the season to the last? Oh god, it was not god. good, no. but it happened. No. Owl. So. Before why? we get into it, Ryan, Ian, what, why, why are we talk? Why are we going to talk about poison ivy? Well, because it's Valentine's loosely, Day, yeah. and poison ivy's power involves smooching people and making them love her so much that they'll do anything. Oh. Any, they'll she can bend people to her will. But because a woman is doing it, it's fine. Nobody says anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, no. standard. Batman still punches her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> no, he Equality. Kinda, no, he kind of like ties her up. Yeah, he kind of ties her <laughs> like, up. The and police then, will take care yeah, of you. Yeah, there's That's always some equality. tension. You yeah. harlot. <laughs> she wow. she allowed Batman <clears throat> to use in one in one iteration of her character. She allowed Batman to use the greatest bat gadget he's ever had in his life. Bat shark spray? Ryan, do you want to say it or should no, I? I don't, I don't know what this you're talking about. the bat credit card. Oh, yeah. Good. Do you oh, know yeah, from my favorite movie. Do you it's know when it's good, good through, through, Alan? Through forever. <laughs> talking about the movie Batman and Robin. We'll get there. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, boy. So Poison Ivy yes. uh, actually was old school. She came out in Batman number 181 in June 1966. Okay, so like Silver uh, Age Batman. Yeah, so created by Robert Kenire and Sheldon Moldoff. Um, she was partially inspired by a Nathaniel Hawthorne story about a woman who poisons the people around her by her very existence. Oh, uh, the it's a story called Repeat Ra- Rappuccini's Daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, and then she was uh, the Robert Kenire has stated she was originally modeled after surprise, surprise Betty Page. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. <laughs> mm, I wonder why that would be. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they always tended to draw her in a one-piece bathing suit and, yes. and not much else. Oh, those sexy, hey, sexy you know one-pieces. Oh, Nowadays, yeah. they don't even draw her in a one-piece bathing suit. She's just no, covered she's in just leaves. naked. She just looks like... <laughs> she's just evil. She's one with nature. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Soon she'll turn into Swamp Thing. Yes. Cont- Continuity-wise, when she first came out, she was just... Does she have red leaves or green leaves? Green. <laughs> God. When she first came out, she was just sort of a vague temptress. Who who had a plant themed costume? Vague temptress. And then later they're like, oh, and and she has 
you know, she poisons people or whatever. Uh, and then <laughs> wait, wait, I just have this in my like Batman's like she's a vague temptress. Also, she poisons people or whatever. <laughs> this is <laughs> when Batman like... sent out the Bat Family. He's like, yeah. don't look at her, Robin. Her foul. <laughs> She'll she's spoil a, you. She's a temptress. <laughs> I can just imagine. Say no, kids. Adam Wait West. until marriage. <laughs> That's know. what Get your Batman married. says. But Batman, you're not married. Quiet. <laughs> I I have I'm money. I'm married to justice. Quiet now. I have, bank. I have <laughs> money. I'm above the law. Get your very own bat purity ring. <laughs> uh, but Take the Robin pledge today. Oh, <laughs> Robin's on there with a ring. It's just making me think more of... of Adventure Brothers. Which is <laughs> back, by the way. I'm watching it. In the oh, no, yeah. Get oh man. Uh, yeah. If you guys ever want to see a just just every every bad Batman joke just taken to the extreme, there's an Adventure Brothers. An episode of Adventure Brothers uh, with a character called Captain Sunshine, oh, who's yeah. actually voiced by Kevin Conroy. Oh, fantastic! Uh, he takes a new boy wonder. Yes. And <laughs> oh boy. Good. Oh, all the bits. Uh, <laughs> just every joke. Um. So so. Poison Ivy. Yeah, uh, she's got kind of a multiple choice background. Uh, in, <laughs> choose in the, your own. In, choose in your the own sense poison that, Ivy. like, depending on who's writing her, yeah. she's either like on the one hand, she like is as powerful as a swamp thing and taps into the green and yeah. isn't actually human. She breathes carbon dioxide and exhales oxygen and like a plant. I'll and, take and that and one, please. She's that actually. Awesome. A, I like that one. She's actually yeah. a plant. And then all the way on the other side, she you know received a heavy dose of plant toxins and now she's just super bad for you and nah. <laughs> and it also made her crazy i i like the first one better the first one yeah. please. but, but uh, pretty much pretty much every poison ivy story in the last let's say 30 years since the first the, the she was wasn't given an origin story until the 80s and neil gaiman was the one who gave her the, Thanks, Neil. the basic yeah. elements of the swamp thing, of course. Because why make it easy? Yeah, when right. You could, <laughs> when you could make it yeah, real game, deal game. Uh, but but in general, I mean, the, the let's be honest with each other, guys. What's the version of Poison Ivy that we all know the most? The one without the leaves. Wait, I thought we were all together. Do you want me no? to be honest? I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, the I'm one thinking. I'm thinking is Batman the Animated Series. That's the one yeah. I'm thinking of yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. That what a surprise! You guys really like the animated series. What a surprise! What about you? Hey, how Uma is that Thurman? Green Lantern animated series? Is, is Uma oh, Thurman yours? It was fantastic. Yeah, actually, I you haven't seen it. I watched a couple episodes. It's actually not bad. It's really good. It's actually not bad. Um, <laughs> not Uma Thurman. It's not your favorite. Version. No, I guess my favorite version. I, I, I don't really know. I don't have one. Yeah, Just I mean, whichever one's in the book. It was the animated series that sort of established her main relationship with another human being, uh, which is her relationship with Harley Quinn. Yes. Oh yeah. We won't go into that, that here. <laughs> There's, they're, they're, it's a lot of connotations. They're it's, roommates. It's another okay, one of those. It's another one of those spectrums of them being anywhere from acquaintances to really good friends to, to whatever um, buddies. Yeah, to buddies. Hey, they're man, equality. Uh, <laughs> they're friends, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, that is definitely that is definitely not fan service. That is equality. Just, there is a difference. No, I like that they're. But I like that they're. You're not the target market. I like <laughs> that they're gal pals at the very least. I like that they're like they because yeah, you don't you, you don't usually people like people that are the same but you no, usually don't but, see sure. two villains like that being chummy in any way like that to, to where they're like hey we hang out on the reg like yeah we're, yeah. we're buds no it's, we do it's stuff. true and especially the way There's they did it Poise, because, Poise, of the, Poise, the, uh, because of Poise, the like because of the like censors and the things they had to deal with mm-hmm. in the 90s the way they did it on the batman animated series show took you 
as close without going over yeah to to that where they were just like best pals who you know were roommates and and hung out all the time and and when the joker got out of prison harley quinn would be i'm sorry i feel like my relationship with Chewy is like the relationship between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy because well, that's more than I need when, to know. Well, when least, I get a girlfriend, and Chewy is always which one is which? He's, <laughs> he's Poison Ivy and I'm Harley Quinn. Okay, because yeah, whenever I get fits. like a girlfriend, he's always like, "You're gonna not be my friend anymore." Like that I, one time, it's you true. Did it. Yeah, and then but at the same time, he's also you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like Bruce Tim was. But that is sure you come back and but I put friendship like poison in your- is the extent of that relationship. I feel like uh, I feel like Bruce Tim was like drawing the animated series. He goes, "Hey, can I draw them? No, can, can I draw them with well, no? But I really like what drawing pretty. I, no, John, uh, Bruce Tim does really like to draw pictures of ladies. He does. Uh, so, what do you guys know about the various powers of poison ivy? She has uh, vines. I know that she can talk vines. to plants and control plants. I she, know that she can poison you. Yeah. She really likes Bulbasaur. I'm assuming she can kiss uh, you. She definitely and she poison, and poison you or do or, or make you. She can somehow make you do her will, do she, her bidding. She's she, even controlled Superman one yeah, time. In that happened. Frank Miller. No, no, like that was Frank Miller. That was a, that's Jim Lee. That's Jim, Jim Lee and uh, that's right, that's right. Uh, Jeff Loeb. That's a uh, hush. Ah, that's what it is. Which we'll read at some point eventually. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, we have to at some point, right? I think she can We're not there like yet. We'll get there eventually. Spices and dust to be like. And then, like you, you do what she does. That she can make you forget Uma Thurman's perf- Uma Thurman's great performance in Pulp Fiction. What? I didn't hear anything <laughs> I said, you said. She can make you forget Uma Thurman's great performance in uh, Pulp Fiction. Let's be Nothing. honest. Nobody, <laughs> nobody Rubber was there lips. for the accolades. All right, they yeah, there you go. they drove a bunch of money <laughs> up to their house. Um, I also know. Yeah, she's just very like. She's not made of stone. Seductive. Yeah, that's Alicia more Silverstone. So than she's like the other like I think female villains in the Batman's Rogue Gal- yeah, Rogues Gallery. She very much uses her feminine wiles. To yeah. Do things well, and and so her her superpower is being a sexiness. Being a, well, no, being a seductive lady, plant control and poisoning you. I, well, I mean, being as a well. seductive lady. Yeah, I mean, on a top of that, lady, yeah. Her her main power comes from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it comes down to the whole like every rose thing. has its thorns, guys. Just every like every has night thorns. has its dawn. It's like every cowboy has like that. Did you know the only reason I know those lyrics is from Bill and Ted? Yes, that's. That's pretty bad. Yeah, station. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so. By the way, the first band that I ever created or was in slash, uh, our, our name was Station after oh, that nice. for like cool. two weeks until we changed it. That's cool. That's a cool <laughs> band name. Um, it was not. Hey, there was a changed. comic out that they just put out a little while ago. Bill and Ted comic. You should go check it out. We should. Sure. I will probably bring it at one point. It's from Boom. Check it out. Boom. Um, so what else should we know about? What are some other popular appearances or things we should know about Poison Ivy? I mean, a couple of things that she's done is is like her she focus. stuff. It, depending on who's writing her again, her focus tends to be more on taking care of plants than anything else. So there have been various times where Gotham has sort of gone crazy and, and she just sort of creates her own little like corner, her own little area. And she's like in the plants hall, you know, and it's basically, you know, plant paradise. Plant sanctuary. And for some reason, Batman's yeah. like, I have to beat you up now. Yeah. Yeah. No, this can't happen. She's like, I'm kind of busy she here. Do you put, mind? Well, because the, the reason, of- the reason is, is because she puts the way, I feel like her mirror, we always talk about like, here's the Batman villain and this is how they mirror Batman. The way Batman cares about human life, she cares about plant life. Yeah, so point she's also she kind will, of like an eco-terrorist. Yeah, she will That's kill true. humans in order for plants to survive. To where Batman's like, no, 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 no. No killing. No killing. Unless I'm punching. Well, he doesn't kill. He just beats and maims. <laughs> he's, you're still I don't know alive if he's ever maimed. 
Eh, he probably has. He's beating the snot out of people. That's true. Um, but yeah, that's kind of she's the flip version of Batman. The way she cares about plants, plant life, and the and the environment. <laughs> At the end of he the day, Bruce Wayne is people. a captain of industry, and like all captains of industry, they, step they have on a the factory with big they, smokestacks. They, they step on the environment. <laughs> they do oh, quite a bit. So, Does he ever call her stems McBroad? <laughs> <laughs> he might as well. I'm sure that, I'm sure that like the penguin or Clayface. Or somebody did. <laughs> oh. just hit I want right to know now. if you know what I'd love to see if it doesn't exist. I'm pitching it now. Why haven't her and Swamp Thing ever gotten in like a super big fight? Because yeah. that would be pretty boring. It's like I throw leaves and I'll throw more leaves. No, and then Swamp Thing drops his body and she keeps like wrapping vines around him. He keeps dropping, dropping, dropping and sprouting new ones up. And then eventually, so many vines, he just becomes the vines and like grabs her. And she's like, no. Because I don't think they would fight. Because they're both yeah, plant people, they'd just be like, yeah. But I feel like just Swamp commune Thing, into the green. I feel like, but I feel like Swamp Thing is also concerned about human life. Hey, man. If she Swamp kidnapped Thing's Abigail like, Arcane, you bet you better believe he would come after. Right. Well, Ian, you you write that book. I'm I feel, reading, I feel I'm like reading Swamp Thing right now. I know. I feel like communing with the green is another like euphemism for yeah. smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, communing with the green, dude. Hey, man, let's go commune, commune with, with the, the green. green. I don't know that anybody's <laughs> ever written her. Like that, but that would be an interesting <laughs> take on poison. So, Ryan, Alan, could, you have your your project then. Alan, <laughs> Ryan, let's address the white elephant in the the white elephant, the, the elephant in the room, the, the green elephant, the green elephant the in the room. Elephant in the room. The white elephant's a secret gift. It is a secret. This actually, this movie, I agree though. It is a secret gift if you think about it. Let's address the elephant in the room, right. Ryan. Let's talk about Batman and Robin, the only live Batman action movie. appearance. Uh, Ryan, why is this your favorite Batman movie? Batman and Robin, your the, the version with George Clooney as Batman and and with uh, former governor. Of the state of California as, as Mr. Freeze uh, is basically a 1966 Batman movie if it was made in the extreme 90s. But it wasn't that extreme. But it, it was very yes, toned down. No, I mean, no, there's lots of, very, lots of At one point, she's explains. wearing a, a big pink gorilla costume that she drops. <laughs> Uh, and every every <laughs> every dying. single time that Arnold Schwarzenegger talks, he makes a pun about the cold. Uh, every yes. time, cold. every every yes. single line he has in the entire movie, it's totally ridiculous and wacky. Did Danny and Elfman if you watch it like that, it's hilarious. And Did Ryan Danny and I, do the soundtrack. No, 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 no this is well past then. Uh, this is Joel Schumacher Batman. Uh, yeah, Schumacher. Uh, yes, uh, but it's, if you watch it as as. A funny, like wacky Batman. You in will the 90s, love. You will love. Hilarious. Yeah, you will love every minute of it. If you want to watch a high budget Adam West Batman, oh man! I but mean, it's but not, like extreme for teens in the nineties. Yeah, and it's not like dark. Like it's not like Tim Burton Batman it's dark. Totally it silly. literally is the entire polar opposite of that. But it's so great because of it now. And I feel like now I you forced can, it. So, Ian's so what's talking, up with Poison Ivy in this Ian, movie? Ian's she's a villain from a, in there, from a, and well, she's ridiculous. I brainwashed him. Because I, I made him watch it. I was like, Ian, you have to watch it, but think of it like this. And he was like, no, no, I don't like it. No, no. And then finally I was like, okay, you're right. It's kind of great. Okay, but here's the thing, though. You know why I, I like <laughs> He's that. like, you're absolutely right, but I'm not going to address you it. You are absolutely yeah. right, but you know what? If that was the last Batman movie, we never got those Nolan Batman movies, I would have still hated it. But the fact oh, that yeah, I'm like, oh, fair. I can go watch these ones that are the stuff I like. Hey guys, but I also I have, have this piece of garbage fact. to fall back on. What's the fun, fun fact? fact? Let's hear it. Schumacher fact. means... 
Shoemaker. All right. Should have stuck to that instead of making Batman movies. Um, but I don't know. Necessary reading. I haven't really read a lot of Poison Ivy. I know she features very prominently, as most villains do, in Hush. Um, mm-hmm. I would have definitely recommend, as always, with any Batman villain, the animated series. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a series. So like Vigil Games, um, she's in Arkham. All Gotham the Arkham Sirens. Games. She was mm-hmm. in that pretty heavily. The Written by Paul Dini. I think there's also um, a Harley and Ivy series. If you like there that. is. That's yeah, kind yeah. of like a, it's a Bruce, Bruce Timmons. She was in involved also a lot in the, the Harley Quinn series that uh, Amanda Connor wrote. Okay. Or Drew okay. with uh, Jimmy Palmiotti. Okay. Palmiotti. Palmiotti, yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. him. Uh, yeah, Gotham City Sirens and then Harley Quinn, at least recently, have been pretty heavily. Cool. All right. Navy. Well, um, that is going to do it for the four-color yeah. compendium, I believe. And now we move into a back matter. So, a back as, matter. As I said, there is no... Um, there is no letters this week. There's no mail. People <laughs> hate us this week. But a very popular event happened last weekend. Something about some sort of foot sport. I don't know. Uh, but there, guys, during it was football, I, I have Super some. Bowl. I have an amazing announcement to make. And yes, there was a Captain America uh, uh, Civil War trailer. Very brief, very quick, well, very I short. I haven't seen it. It's it's like a minute long. I saw like a screenshot that showed the two sides. Yeah, now that's I know, pretty now much. Now we it. know who's on which side. But that's it. That's that's the but that's not what I'm talking talk about, guys. There was a commercial for Coca Cola that featured Ant Man and the Hulk. Like, Hold like on. which which ones? From the movies. So Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes. Ant Man and Hulk. Let that sit in your brain for a minute. During a national sports event, they used comic book. They characters. used co- not not Superman, not Batman, not Spider Man, Ant Man, Spider Man, and the Hulk. Which is weird. Because yeah. the Hulk had a little baby mini can of Coke, and Ant-Man stole it and is running down the streets of New York and like turning big and, yeah. and, and turning small again. And I'm like, this is the world we live in now. And and, and no one's going to be like, what is this garbage? Yeah. People will be like, oh, cool, Ant-Man and the Hulk. Like, yeah. yeah. That, like, like, this is the world when I saw Iron Man in 2008 that I dreamed we would live in. And eight <laughs> years later, I'm in it. I'm there. It's during a football game, something that I don't give a rip about. Yeah, <laughs> but there. But I'm like, here's this. I'm just gonna say this. Jason Latour is really bummed out right now because <laughs> he's a he's a Panthers fan. But yeah. Okay. He, he did Southern Bastards. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, well, that sorry, makes sense Sala. that he would be a Panthers. It's cool that you like. It's that. It's, it's just sports. It's not. Like yeah. But deal. like to me, like that's kind of neat that like we live in that one. Now is it like, oh my god? No, of course they're trying to sell a product, and they know that nerd culture is big, and they know that people like the Avengers. So here you go. But like the, the two f- lowest ranking Avengers. It's, of the it's not only that, but the <laughs> yeah. fact that those characters, somebody could pitch a commercial to Coca Cola, the biggest soft drink company probably in the world, and then say, yeah, we're gonna put this on during the Super Bowl. And they're like, yeah, cool, sounds great. Mm-hmm. And like nobody bats an eyelash. Like the fact that that's the world we we'll live in now is pretty cool. Of dollars. It's it. pretty cool. I think that's pretty. Neat. I, I, need, I know it's a commercial at the end of the day. I know it's just trying to sell something, but the fact that they're using things I like to sell me products that I don't, I probably shouldn't be drinking that can melt the paint off cars. Yeah, yeah, it definitely cool. is not good for you. <laughs> no, for sure. But, I drink um, twice. I, I drink two though. a day. You can clean pennies really well. Yes, it's true. Um, speaking of. Uh, of uh trailers though uh we just watched a trailer before we got on here yeah uh, we watched punching trailer so alan batman Ma- punch alan batman. made some super. alan made some comments about the they have a final batman versus superman trailer which has some really ridiculous rock and music in the background yeah. but some of the visuals <laughs> yeah, in there it, it some of the visuals in there are pretty cool such as the opening scene which shows batman beating up a bunch of thugs which yeah. i do enjoy to see mm-hmm. now 
Alan, you made a comment in there that I I held back on for the last two hours from saying something. Like, oh, here it is. Which is I in the very beginning. Hold on, he's looking at his iPad. Yeah, I wrote it down because oh, I didn't want to forget this it. Is great. At the very beginning of the trailer, there's a point where he where where Bruce Wayne is talking to Alfred about Superman, and he goes, "This guy could take down the planet. You saw him do like that to Metropolis. You saw what he can do. If there's even one percent chance he's an enemy." We need to treat him that way. And you go, oh, that's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, that's why you don't understand Batman. That's why I don't understand Batman. Batman. All right, I'm out. Batman. Isn't that seeing you guys? <laughs> I'm, Ian nailed it. <laughs> the reason you don't understand I Batman is because you don't so. think that way. You're like, well, most people are basically good. Wrong. All people are evil until proven good. That's the way <laughs> yeah. this guy thinks. Yeah. I'm more <laughs> in the middle. True. He pointed at I, me. But, but, I, but I thought about it. But I thought about it. I'm like, that is the way Batman thinks. And to me, that gives me a little bit of hope because I'm like, okay, maybe they're getting Batman. I know yeah. Ryan's, Ryan's shaking his head and rubbing his eyes like, oh, God, really? Ugh. But doesn't matter. I, that gave me a little hope. The second part that I really liked, uh, the very end of the trailer, you see Batman in his big metal Batman suit. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he, he like he's like putting his arm down and Superman is like, or he's like going to hit Superman or like Superman stops him, but he realized he can't like push back. That yeah. moment of like, Oh God! I thought like it was that, Superman really taking a swing and then Batman. Or Batman. Yeah. That's right. Batman Two men yeah. took a swing and Batman stopped and he's like, "What? Yeah, is what? Yeah. <laughs> like that little moment of look in his eyes, like, oh no! This look, <laughs> this movie just looks like the dumbest thing that I've ever seen. Then don't go see it. Then don't go see it, I, Alan. Don't no, give it I'm money. going to. Don't give it money. Then no, don't I'm, go see it. No. I don't want to go see it with you because the entire time you're just gonna be like, dumb, dumb. Dumb. Actually, don't go see any movies with me. You're pretty interesting to see next to Alan. Just hear him sigh heavily the whole no, time. No, Alan, you can go see Every any Marvel movie ever with you. <sighs> I'm kind of bummed I'm not going to go see Deadpool with you because that's the movie I feel like you both and I both be like, hey, that's right, out. This is fun. That's out this weekend. This is out. By the time yeah. you guys are hearing this, you can yeah. go see it. Uh, um, Chewie and I will be seeing it. We'll, I, give it, we'll dispense uh, with our reviews next time. I thought the the whole like it. Batman beating up thugs thing was. I I thought it was great. I thought it was, it was cool. Cause you know why, why is he so strong? He was throwing those guys around so bad. Did you notice that part where he hold, like hold on, almost got stabbed a with a knife? Yeah, and then it like and like ding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you there though. You're surprised that he beat up those guys so bad, but you're not surprised that he was able to stop Superman's punch. No, well, no, no. Like wearing a robot suit when he yeah, stopped Superman. When punch. he's just in his normal he, suit and he's he like throwing guys across the room because he's in better shape it's than the Daredevil. average thug. He couldn't be wearing a somewhat enhanced robotic suit. I'm assuming that? that's the case, but that's not really. In any I mean, case, the point is it's not Zack Snyder style. Jesus, I'm getting like ripped in. <laughs> no, half I'm over just here. saying like they try to stab him in the back of the <laughs> Don't neck. Don't try to fight but, us on this, Alan. Just agree. But he's got like the an fanboy is too strong. I can't. <laughs> I can't hold it up, you guys. Alan, Alan as I'm, you I'm say all the time, to, as Alan says all the time, you're entitled to your opinion. But your opinion is wrong. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next Batman movie, the next Batman Superman movie, where they've gotten this whole fight garbage out of their system. Yeah, it's called Justice League, and and they get to be pals and just like hang around and save people. It'll be great. I, I'm actually kind Maybe of for solve that. a mystery. That being said, no, right. The appearance of Wonder, no, of course not. They're gonna fight more. The, the appearance of Wonder Woman that. in this trailer, which by the way happens. Yes, yeah. it does. That's oh, pretty yeah. still cool. does not make me stoked that they chose Gal Gadot as as Wonder Woman. You mean the like one sentence that she says and the like two seconds that she's on screen total no i just mean like her physique it still just screams like that they were too scared to pick somebody that was more fitting of the actual wonder woman Jessica Biel. i mean something like that that's what it should have been i mean it 
she in the beginning and the, it still sticks in my mind her she's face like, looks like wonder woman and i think that's all they cared about that's what i'm <laughs> upset yeah. about also she said oh don't worry i'm gonna put on mass she'd put on no mass like she still weighs three pounds and i don't know all that's right. just we'll a personal see. preference we'll see hey man go put on some mass and then and then we'll talk He's not a professional film and television actor. Uh, Scientifically, it is more difficult for women to put on large amounts of mass than it is for males. Then why didn't we pick one that already had some? I don't know. The end. For other reasons, I'm just saying they needed somebody cheap. Did you? Um, she was in Fast and Furious. I don't think she was that cheap. Let's get. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Let's, know anything about anything. We very clearly don't agree on the DC uh, cinematic universe. I thought it was cool when he's beating up all the thugs because it was very reminiscent hey, of other stories. Hey, I heard that, that they're crossing over um, Flash and Supergirl television shows. That's what I've heard too. I'm very uh, Chewie, and I'll be honest you with you. You guys care about at least one of those, right? Chewie and I have not watched a, a single episode of Arrow, Flash, or our Legends of Tomorrow. We're, We're the worst bad. fans in the world. We are, now. but we have. I have watched all of Agents of Shield, and I have. I have some Agent Carter episodes. When does Agents come back? Uh, I believe after Agent Carter is over, it'll come back. All right. Has anybody been watching Agent Carter? I have not, but I planned on it. That is. I the next thing. I watched the Disney 2015 live action Cinderella last night. Oh. And Agent Carter is in it very briefly, and I, I was I was like. Who is that? Because she has blonde hair, and I just couldn't process it. I've been taking a bit of a break from uh, from superhero shows just for a little bit. Just taking a break. I was watch, catching up on some other shows that I've been interested to, to watch, and so I've done that now. Um, so I'll probably get back into them. So. You know what show is good that's on television currently? The X Files. The X Files. Yes, I know. I have not. Well, good is sort of an interesting way to put it. <laughs> Matt, sort I, of. I like, heard the first one was rough, but the second one was way better. The, the yeah, the, and the third one was way better, and the fourth was sort of a digression. And now there's two left, and I'm wondering like, sounds like why, the, like from why what I why did we why from like I understand it's because it's because David Duchovny wanted money, but from Julian what I understand, Anderson wanted money from what and I understand, Chris Carter wanted money, and and that's fine. From what I understand, but Ryan, I mean like they're not telling like a great story. From what I understand, Ryan, they're going to be making more. I think. All right, I well. think because the ratings are are really good i will it. continue to watch them because they're fun and and so the the third episode uh is about is called Mulder and scully meets the wear monster oh and man is, <laughs> that sounds great it is way funnier than you matt think. was telling me they use the same opening too from the original series yep, identical wait wouldn't the lone gunman from x-files yes uh, we <laughs> all died in continuity oh, come on man you didn't have to spoil it there are people who haven't seen the show uh that happened more than a decade ago, like 15 years ago. Yeah, now? but that I think that, it's okay. I'm proud of Matt, our roommate, for sticking with it. He watched all nine seasons of so the X Files. Yeah, but I that doesn't surprise me with you. <laughs> oh, okay. This is the guy who, when we put on a movie, he starts texting in the middle of it. Like, and it's like, this is a brand new movie you've never seen before. Yeah, I know. Um, so, X Files. Uh, There's yes, a lot of X Files cartoons. But yes, give it a comics. Right, I will be watching some more uh, superhero related business. Can we get Lego X Files at some point? That's so fun. <laughs> what kids want? Speaking, uh, this kid right here. Yeah. Speaking of, you just matter. make him play Books football or go movies. shopping. Hey, hey, this is this is coming from you're you're asking what kids wants this from the person who has a a TARDIS playset and an Ecto One playset yeah. and a DeLorean from Back to the Future. Almost all, none of which are built. All yeah. of which he just bought them and then put them on the shelf because he wanted to possess them. All of so, which. So that that is who will buy X Files. All Legos. of which. Continuing. All of which have vehicles. What what is Mulder Mulder going to go drive around? His his blue Car? like Chrysler. No, <laughs> his the powder Bruce. <laughs> it's gonna be an alien spaceship, obviously. 
That would be cool. I'd be down with that. The one from the poster. Um, (laughs) Speaking of comic books and movies, the other thing that happened was that um, Age of Apocalypse trailer with the with the sweet Psylocke. Yeah. Yeah. Flip hero landing. Did you not see that? No, sorry. I um we had a baby. <laughs> oh yeah. I haven't been really what, baby doesn't I haven't like, really been wait. spending a lot of internet time. Baby doesn't like X Men? Baby no. <laughs> they, they You don't know that. Super Bowl <laughs> Hospital? Just because she can't communicate it doesn't mean she doesn't like X Men. Until you develop Professor Xavier Brainwave. Professor Brainwave Wi Fi? Like Wi Fi? You have to have Wi Fi to communicate with your babies, fool. <laughs> No, you can be like the doctor. The doctor speaks baby. No, it's, it's fine. I speak baby too. When she cries, it means that she either has pooped or It means food. she needs something. <laughs> it means she's displeased with X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> it means I've done something wrong. Um, um, hey, did you see the, uh, by the way, speaking of which, the... Um, but anyway, there's a cool Psylocke Oh, thanks, thing. Right. Psylocke I was totally we'll mid-sentence, watch. but I appreciate that. Well, we were finishing up a topic. All right, we'll finish up your thing. All right. Done yeah, cool Psylocke thing. We'll show you after here. Neat. There's a, 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 a gif of I Olivia Munn. I have another Munn. thing I want to interrupt. Yeah, of course that happened. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Go ahead. Olivia Munn doing her like sword training. And oh, like nice. it looks really good. Like she got pretty decent at it. Nice. And then it pans over to Ryan Reynolds with a balloon yeah. sword. And he just kind of like whacks her in the head with it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. Also, Deadpool marketing is still the best. From what well, I understand, by the way, did you see the Betty White thing they posted today? No, what? Betty White it was like, I just saw Deadpool. And it was the greatest motherfucking movie ever. Like little Betty White. She gave it four golden girls. That's her rating. You know, in there, oh, Deadpool God, is goodness. canonically obsessed with B. Arthur. And I'm oh, really I'm sad surprised. she couldn't make it that I long. Know. Um, I, mm. I, I've heard tell that... <clears throat> The first movie hasn't even come out. It comes out tomorrow. As yeah. recording. Um, and they're already working in post-production. No, pre-production on a sequel. Which apparently is supposed to have cable in it. Uh, maybe. Oh, man. I've also heard, I've also heard tell, there was something that was like, what did it say? Like, please don't take your kids to see it and then write Fox and complain. Yeah. Because we want to make more of these. It was from so, Ryan just, Reynolds. Just and he's don't like, take your just kids don't. To see it. Be a good parent. Yeah. Just be a, be a parent in general. <laughs> hey, there's this word. Use but, restraint. Hold on. Hold but on. my kid is special. No, he's not. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, I, yeah. I heard that there's this word that parents used to say to their kids when their kids wanted to do something that they shouldn't do. What was that word? It Is rhymes it? with go. What was it? Starts with an N. I'm not picking up. Something. None? Oh, okay. It's no. Oh. I use it frequently at my house. No. Yeah, there you go. I see. Um, See, straight from the mouths of parents. (laughs) That's me. I'm parents. Here's my mouths. (laughs) There's plenty of kid-friendly Deadpool that you can watch called Ultimate Spider-Man. Go watch that. He makes people unalive. Let's unalive them. And it's great. And it gives you just the right amount. Also, it's Will Friedle who is like my hero. And I'll tell you the truth. A chewing, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a parent, but I will go to this movie and will tell you if I think that a 13-year-old boy this should This movie's rated oh, what? I yeah. have... It's rated what? R. R. Yep, there you go. There, there you there's go. your answer. Exactly. I saw rated R movies when I was 13. I didn't go see it by myself. I, I snuck in the Blade I didn't. Two. Man, are you kidding me? I did. Man, I think, I, no, I, depending I did. on the movie. I saw one and it was The Matrix. Yeah, depending on the movie. Like, I saw The Matrix, but I didn't... But it depended on the I movie. I saw The Matrix on VHS. I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna go see it, and I'll tell you. Just I'll dispense don't. next time. Don't go Just see Deadpool. Don't. Okay, okay. No, I not you Deadpool. know what I mean. Just like don't take your kids to go see. Go to IMDb. Don't take your kids to kids look, to go see. Look it. up the movie. If on nothing IMDb, else, because kids to, will ruin to, the movie for all the adults in the theater. Go to parental advisory or the parental section of IMDb and read for each movie, reasons. and and it'll explain how terrible the movie is. And for then you the, can you know talk about for it. all of the different level you know all the different. 
things, the V, the S, the N, all of those things. <laughs> D. Yeah. You guys you guys remember looking at yeah. looking at the listings of movies yeah. in the newspaper when you're trying to see if a movie yeah. was going to come on yeah. that might yeah. be interesting. I'm uh, saying, like, look, look, we want everyone to enjoy Deadpool. It's there for the world. It finally exists. It, it, but use it exists. It Parental exists. discretion is advised. But be a parent. Make your decision. You know, do your research. If that means seeing the movie without the kid first, and then maybe taking well, it that means In my defense, I saw Star Wars: The Force Awakens first, and then later took my children yeah. to see it. And if that means know. like Ryan, related to the fact that I just wanted to see it at midnight. <laughs> if yeah, that right? means like poor Ryan here, who probably duty. won't see Deadpool until it's On at DVD. home available. Yeah. I'm gonna see if I can sneak away with you and go and, and take you to go see it. I'll just I'll as record birthday, it on my phone birthday, and you can watch it on my phone. Just FaceTime me. While yeah, you're in the movie. That's <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna see that if we can sneak away one night and go see it. Um, we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, so go see Deadpool if you're a uh, 17 year age 17 or older because you don't need parental consent. Seconds. Um, so next time we record this, we will have seen Deadpool. I'm very excited about that. It's awesome. It's, uh, the world is the world is changing. Walking Dead. Comes I had a good friend yes, of mine Walking Dead's coming back. Who is 16, and so if we were going to rent an R-rated movie to watch, he had to call his parents and get approved. <laughs> <laughs> we um, Walking Dead comes back. Oh yeah, that's Valentine's back this Day. Uh, if you are a fan of Gravity Falls, like me, mm-hmm. uh, Gravity Falls last episode is this weekend. Oh, that sounds it's sad. an hour long finale. Weird Mageddon three. Bums me out. That sounds sad. I haven't seen it, but it sounds sad. I don't know. I think it's going to be awesome and sad. We'll see. So, guys, anything else for Back Matter? Or are we going to wrap this issue up? I feel like it's been yeah. like comic news has been pretty quiet. Yes. Uh, but it's which which means up. that I feel like stuff is coming. I know that we've got a. Uh, there's a lot of cons yep. coming in Southern yep. California Some pretty wonder soon. Wonder cons coming up. There's uh, well, there's Long Beach Comic Con that too. Long Beach, Long Beach Comic Movies. Expo. And then WonderCon in LA after that. Gotta stop going and to these some, things. I spent hundred dollars the, a piece. Then later this summer, some sort of budget. some sort of San San Diego convention. It's some, some little thing, about. some little independent thing. Um, I, I'll, I'm going to do it. I have some news. Don't don't do. <laughs> it. I'm doing it. Don't. Do I, it. I just I'm not going to say anything more. But I may have. I may have approached Alan about writing writing a project and him doing some art in a project that I'm that really? I want to write with him. Yeah. Wow, you've come a long way from. <laughs> well, I don't think your art style is going to fit. My I don't think it'll fit that <laughs> book, but I think for the type of book that I told him about, I'm not going to go into detail yet because it's very. I just thought of this idea last night and I I kind of pitched it to him briefly, and he said, "Good, write a couple write a couple pages. We'll draw some up. And we'll see what happens." So, that's it. But yes, I've chosen Alan. <laughs> I've been, I have been chosen. Did you <laughs> say, Alan, selected. I choo choo choose you? No, I just said, hey, I was thinking about writing this comic. Here's the Here's thing, the Ian, idea. now that you said it, you can't unsay it. No, and I won't it's now say it. on record. I'm okay with that because right. this is the kind of thing that I it's think would be good for you to write. Wax. And it's the, the style that you draw and I think would work out well for it. So we'll see. Right. Um, but I yeah, so that is, too much. that is the, <laughs> thanks buddy. <laughs> that is the, your name's going to be on it too. You're not going <laughs> to be like Palin Arsons. No, it's, nice. it's, it's going to say your name. Um, and my so, Twitter tag on it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so that is a uh, four color commentary. That's the issue for this week or this two week period, I guess I could say. But before we go, we want to give you a preview of the books we're going to be reading next time. Can so you say it for this fortnight. For this fortnight, yes. Um, <laughs> the show comes out fortnight. Ryan was. Is, it, is fortnightly every, every two weeks? Yes. yes. Oh, I thought it was like a two, month. No, no fortnightly is every days, two yeah. weeks. Oh, um, so fortnightly. Um, so uh, 
what we're going to be reading for uh, First Prince next time, we're going to take a jump back into Frank Miller land. But we're not going to take a jump back into Frank Miller land with Batman. Oh, no. No superheroes this time. We're going historical superheroes. We're going to read something that I've seen a lot of and I know a lot of people have read. And it's a very popular movie. Sequel, not so much because it's not based on a comic. But we're going to be reading uh, Frank Miller's 300 next time. So uh, that's going to be the, the uh, book we're going to be reading for First Prince uh, next time on the show. So... Uh, yes, it was a comic book. It is. It was a comic book first. It was actually probably for a long... Now that I can think about it, it's like probably one of the first things that was like adapted from a graphic novel that wasn't like, this has superheroes in it, other than it like was, Sin City. It was one of those first things, but it was very Sin City. At least in the 2000s. Yeah, at least in the like most recent, yeah. let's, let's make every comic oh, no, book no. a movie. Dude, I'm not I talking worked, about like Ghost World or stuff I like worked that. box office at the movie theater the summer that that came out, which was a stupid summer. I'm like sorry, It was buddy. Transformers and everything. And uh, Transformers. And 300 came out there was lines like around the building to see 300 yeah it, i remember liking the movie a lot so we'll, we'll, we'll see how the uh the comics was crazy out. um so alan mm. uh what are you going to be bringing for here's my issue next time we'll start well, with you. you you know what time it is guys <gasps> manga time it's manga time what time is it it's manga time what time is it it's manga time what time is it it's manga time anyway uh <laughs> thanks Thanks, buddy. Um, Theme song. So I'm actually I'm going to be bringing uh, one of the most popular animes at the moment. Like it had a crazy good uh, season and a really good manga, and it's called Shokugeki no Soma, also known as Food Wars. Oh, that okay. sounds cool. It's about cooking, you guys. I like food. This sounds fantastic. Okay. I'm so cooking. in. I imagine that this is Cooking Mama, the <laughs> comic book. Imagine like Dragon Ball Z and Cooking Mama put together. Nice, I like. Cool, that. Um, Chewy. What do you bring next time? You know what? I'm gonna pay. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring it because the movie just came out. Uh, Deadpool number one from the uh. Marvel Now series. Uh, so that's 2012. Deadpool number one, written uh, by uh, Jerry um, Jerry Duggan. And uh, Brian Posehn, uh, and we have some art by Jeff Darrow, I believe, um, mm-hmm. on on there, or uh, someone else too. I'm sorry, I'm misreading this right now, but we will for sure do that. But Deadpool number one from 2012, Marvel Now. It's, it's good. I've cool. Read it a couple times. Um, so I'm gonna fulfill a resolution next time. Oh, sure, why not? Um, I am uh, going to fill Alan's resolution. His resolution was to bring a comic starring my least favorite hero. Well, Alan, I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna do the most highbrow version of that that I can. Sure. I'm gonna be bringing all the way back from April of 1970 uh, a little book called Green Lantern Number 76, <laughs> written by Denny O'Neill and art by Neil Adams. It's the Green Lantern Green Arrow crossover. Uh, it's this one. It's uh, not. I'm not bringing the the the, the your words of junkie. junkie. Ah, no, would, I thought you would. I would, but this one I think is a Why little not, more. This one topic. has a little more important. I think relevance. It's like the first. This this was a big deal. This comic back then. Okay. So historically, it's very important. It's a very Plus, good run. Supposedly, I fulfill a resolution. It has my my least favorite hero with one of my favorite B list heroes together. I, at last. I hope you can see this because I'm doing it as hard, hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Green Lantern number seventy six. Uh, it's my turn. Yay! Uh, it's it's time to bring a small press book. Small hey! press. Uh, so I'm bringing a book called Jan's Atomic Heart. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, it is written and drawn by Simon Roy, who uh, we have read before. 
Because he did the art for Profit number 21. Oh, the, yeah. the weird one that you guys were all yeah. freaked out about. It still uh, freaks me out. Yeah. So, There's just that one part. <laughs> uh, this is a black and white science fiction book that he drew uh, back in the day when he first got started in comics all the way back in 2007. So. <laughs> Cool. Well, guys, that's going to wrap us up for this issue. We want to thank you, as always, for listening to us. And we want to invite you back next time to our podcast, the only podcast that thinks taking your significant other to see Deadpool, then coming home and curling up with The Walking Dead is an acceptable Valentine's Day date. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I'm I'm down for half of that. (laughs) (laughs) But which half? Well, not the half that has to do with zombies, which suck. Uh, Say a Deadpool catchphrase. Go. <laughs> and then your name. Jimmy Chonga's Alan. <laughs> or Walking Dead. <laughs> Crawl. I'm Chewy. That's your baby girl, Rick. I'm Ian. <laughs> Jimmy Chonga. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Stay near events, everybody. See you next time. Happy Valentine's Day. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.